You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War, Team Yankee, Favourite Nation, Norm and Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firming our cheeks, our pads as flat to the ground and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and just shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy doesn't like unit cards. I don't know why. He doesn't uh, like unit, unit cards. cards. He doesn't like unit cards. He, he, he's so old school. He just wants a book, apparently. How does, how does he feel about eunuchs? That's a different episode of this podcast. If <laughs> oh, nice oh. dice are your vice, then be sure to check out diceofwar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot, because they now have Centaur dice again. And I had to put another order in. Oh, did you? I know I have to. That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh, you have to. I thought you I've owned enough that eventually now they've come in, I have to buy some Centaur dice. I think you should just buy them off and go, oh, well, you know. Yeah, However, if you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host Duncan Redacted Gosling. I still can't believe xylophones aren't plastic. <laughs> and, and Lee Inactive Parnell. <laughs> I am actively inactive, yes. Welcome to episode 60, the one where we have Battlefront sloppy seconds. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> that took my title idea and made it worse. I like it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, seeing as it's literally been a week since we did the last episode, we're going to skip over faces, bases on the basis we haven't actually, we're still painting the same stuff we were painting last time. We don't have any faces or bases, yeah. Yeah. Um, but we are going to go news to the front because one of us played a game. Yeah, buddy. Then go look at the bulge the missions the back of the book and then the command cards we'll then be um doing a quick uh you and whose army for bulge americans and then we'll have a patron special um on officer answers before finally doing events and shooting and scooting nice so eddie you played a game i played a game with toys and everything i played a 100 points plus apostrophe game um, of late war flames of war to play test the uh flames of 47 rule set so it was a uh, it was at the guild games club against dave last who had his german panzer um panzer grenadiers with half tracks i had my us late war bulge list which i felt a bit bad about taking but it was you know it's supposed to be 1947 it's got all the toys <laughs> and then we added in a equal number of weird world war ii rule uh units just to have a play test through some of the rules. So I had a platoon of four Tesla Shermans. <coughs> oh, no. Oh, Don't like that, obviously. Sorry, Duncan. Sorry, I was trying to mute myself, and I, I think I muted myself and then coughed and then pressed the unmute button again. <laughs> you were allergic to Tesla? Uh, Nikola Tesla? Yeah. Or allergic. Elon Musk Tesla? Bit of both. Come on, mate. Oh, um, oh. So, yeah, so some Tesla Shermans, some of the little uh, medium-sized walkers, and... Then the same US late war list. Oh, and, and some of the tiny little scout walker units they've got. Uh, but it's the same US late war list that I took and played against Lee with. So a platoon of mixed Shermans with EZ8s, jumbos and whatnot. Uh, three Pershings, 105 mil Shermans, little recce unit. And that's it. Yeah, that's about it. But we get a few points. And the mortars, of course. The most useful unit in the game. Um, Dave was using armoured Panzer Grenadiers. So he had his... Four armor panzer grenade company with half tracks. Um, no Faust, but he did take the double Shreks, which what? was yeah, yeah. So no Fausts, but he had what? double panzer Shreks. Was it D? Was this a D Day unit? Was it? Yes. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, 
then he also rocked up with uh, some 105s. He had, uh, sorry, 10.5 centimetres. Um, some uh, Panzer fours and some pack 40s, like four of the things, which are hideous. Did the Shreks not just get, like, sniped out of your units? Yeah, but you, you oh. with, with mistaken target and a three-up save, they still survive. Okay. You, know, you sit there, you, the amount of times I was like, yeah, cool, I got hits, and it was just like, oh, no, he saved it, or... You know, three-up saves are pretty good, as every spaceman player would know. Um, but then on top of that, he had some of the uh, four anti-grav, uh, the gravity gun-armed um, Panzer Force. He had two of the jump mechs, which are, were awesome. Two of the little spider walker scout cars, which is essentially a 2-2-2 with legs, which is quite cute. They're so funny. They're awesome. Um, and that was it for the Weird World War stuff, because we didn't go super heavy. We played a game of Flames of War. Uh, anti-gravity... So grav-gunned grav Panzer fours are absolutely terrifying if you have jumbos because they hit you and then they automatically penetrate on a 4+. So the very oh. first turn, my yeah. jumbo, because it's super nice and big and heavy, turned itself inside out. So I lost the jumbo turn one from the platoon. Yeah, jumbos lead the world. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, I rocked up forward with my AT-14 Teslas Got loads of shots at his Panzer IV platoon, being like, this is going to be amazing, you know, throughout firepower, auto-penetrating, didn't hit a single thing. Um, oh. Then he got aggressive with his infantry and uh, was uh, shrekking and bailing with the Panzer IVs and then assaulted my bailed-out tanks with his scary um, walker mechs with two massive spinny assault claws. Oh, the, ch- the yeah, chompy claws. The chompy claws, yeah. And then uh, to rub insult to injury, the turn after that, he dashed down the centre of the board, jumping over the trees because they've got jump packs. So the way we're doing that is you can dash move. as long, You can do a cross-country dash as long as you stop, start and end your turn in cross-country terrain, ignoring the stuff in the way. Yeah, so then he was like, now he's right on my objective. That's kind of terrifying. Um, but it all worked. It worked really well because the, the, you know, the core of the, the rules are there. The weird stuff adds some weird you know, weirdness you should expect. But... It's still you still have conventional tools to deal with it. But the most interesting thing is I almost kind of got the recce platoon to work with that single gun mortar. No. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. It's happening. I'm I'm slowly turning around and going. It's probably one of the best units in the game. It's so so. I messed up because I moved the whole unit forward. But my new and all I all say all it did it was three points. It got me a spearhead, and then it pinned the the pack forty platoon for three turns and. It's amazing. I really think it is because you end up, you put the, um, so my new tactics for it is you, you, you spearhead them in to get the most out of the spearhead. Then as long as it's in concealment, you just leave the mortar jeep there because it's got a 32 inch range. You sneak the Greyhound and the, um, or, or Stuart and the uh, MG jeep forward, right? So they get a line of sight to, an, to, to a target. Then the next turn, the, Greyhound can range, they've got Observer, so the Greyhound can range in for your Armoured Mortar carriers, Armoured Mortar Half-Tracks, and the Jeep can range in for the Mortar on the same target. So then you get two templates raining down on whatever you want. It's also very promising, but engineers, engineer, can I remind you that a sample size of one is not a sample size? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, true, true, but it's a new way of thinking of the problem. And, it is, yeah. And... I just, it's quite funny because it was only like a couple of episodes ago where I was wailing about how useless it was. And actually, I just don't think we've been using it right. No, I, 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 I don't be... want a new way of thinking about things. 
<laughs> if, if 2020 and 2021 have taught me nothing, yesterday's thoughts are, are what's being promoted. So, well, frankly, 2016 was <laughs> that. It's, um... Yeah. <laughs> so, but it, it's interesting. Obviously, yeah, we were sort of debating how to use this over the course of several Facebook messages and kind of. Um... Well, Eddie's got away. He's, he's put it practice and apparently it works. So, on the basis of sample size I... one. Yeah, yeah the size of one. Um, in that <laughs> game, actually, in that game, I used, moved the whole unit forward, which was silly because I don't need to, and which meant obviously no. they lost their gun to ground because the jeep was the mortar jeep was firing. Although, how does that, does that still work? Well, it, only if a target to the guy who's not going the, the mortar jeep. Ah, so, if, okay. so if he's lur- so if he's lurking back out the, out of um, yeah sight, he doesn't, he doesn't need line of sight, does he? he can, no, exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. guys who are inside, I know, are not shooting because they're going, you know, they're, not, they're in the corner firing, they're on the ground. Then so they're still going to ground. And they are still on the ground. Yeah. Nice. So that's that's the big takeaway from that game for normal flames of war play is uh, I, I'm really liking that little wrecker unit. Cool. Yeah. Should you talk about some missions? Mission. Yes. Let's um, let's Did do that. Missions in the video. Uh, I don't really recall seeing one. No. Oh, nice. Sorry, it's something that people haven't seen yet. <laughs> I'm cheap. Oh, I said I don't recall it. I did, you know, glaze like, over slightly. Just blacked out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, it's interesting because these are actually, I forgot that they do a little link campaign. So there's not just the missions that are in here, they also intersperse them with rule book missions to make a load so of five chain. It's yeah. pretty much you get an event in a book, don't you? Because you could reasonably run an event playing these games over a weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's an idea. Yes, yeah. you could. Especially because this one doesn't require any special terrain where the other one. Do you require Buckards or River yeah. Crossing? Yeah, that is, that's some food for thought. So, Lee, what have we got? We haven't got anything. I'm painting a full. <laughs> you guys might have it. Oh, <laughs> so three new ones. I've got it. There's three new ones. They're Roadblock, they're Elastic Defense, and they are nuts. And the suggested campaign is, uh, or campaign linked games are Roadblock for number one, Elastic Defense as two, Rearguard as three, Nuts as four, and Breakthrough as five. So, which makes a lot of sense. It does again. It seems well thought through that they're combining this idea that you you're trying to initially stop the German thrust, then mm-hmm. bend with that thrust, then desperately try and pull back to a new position, refuse to give up that position, and then ultimately potentially get overwhelmed, and someone has to come and save you, aka big big patty pats, <laughs> patty big pants. patty big pants, and his uh is yeah yeah both his revolvers, not just one, both, both. Oh, yeah. So roadblock. I yes. seem to remember playing this at Carivery, and it had a really sh- anno- annoying ambuscade rule. So I, yes, I got, got really excited when I was Kai Fort it, brought Roadblock back, in it, but it's just the name. It's not the same mission. No, that that original one, it was pretty nasty, wasn't it? It was it awesome. Was horrible. I, lo- I loved it. You got a free round of shooting that auto hit side armor. <laughs> yep. Well, you, you say this. I very rarely did it actually ever work. I, I remember I remember once ambushing with a full twenty five pounder battery. And um, missing or not ba- or bailing all kinds of stuff was going on. So. I remember my lovely Panthers, not Panthers, no, my lovely um, version three uh, late war bulged American list, Lloyd's Jumbos and Sherman, getting ambuscaded by Kampfgroup Swoboda with oh god, flak eighty eights up the wazoo. Yeah, all the flak eighty eights in the world. And all of but my, or the- certainly Holland. The, the yeah. thing about the old roadblock was it actually forced you to um it forced an attacking force to be defensive and it ta- forced a defensive force to be an attacker all of a sudden. So yes, you had the ambuscade, but after that, if you hadn't really fought beyond the ambuscade, you could quickly be in trouble because you didn't have the ability to actually go and do the objectives. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so if you could get past the 
line and lines and lines and lines of anti-aircraft guns. Yeah, but, but the one... thing is, those those anti-aircraft guns aren't sitting on the objective. Oh, so, I see. Yeah. So, so, so for deployment, then in this mission, you've got um, yes, you're playing lengthways down the board. Yep. So on the say on the right hand short edge, you have a 12 inch attacker deployment zone. Yep. And then at the midline, going away from that deployment zone, you've got another 12 inches for the defender who puts their 60 percent of their force because they've got um, deep immediate reserves. The objectives are in their usual eight inch boxes on the on the left short edge. So not within eight of the sides, but within eight of the edge. Um, and then the defenders reserves arrive along that backboard edge. And as I yeah. said, they're, they're in deep immediate reserves. Which so means no armor, right? No armor. Well, one up to one armor unit on the table. So anything, anything with over front armor four counts as armor. But also, obviously, there are units with less armor that count, like the M18s. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So, you so defenders got to hold the line until re and hope the reserves arrive quickly to reinforce the objective. Whereas the attacker is going to be one to try and punch through and get as quick as he can to that back line to get an objective before yeah. the reserves arrive. But obviously, being immediate, it's going to be an uphill struggle, I think. Yeah. So you've got uh, attack as the first turn. The defender also has ambush. Yep. Um, single ambush. Yep. The objectives are live from turn one. However, the defender auto wins if on or after the sixth turn, there are no attacking tank, infantry, or gun teams within eight inches of an objective. You've First got to tricky. get there. The clock is ticking. Yeah. So attacker's first job is to like say punch that line, get then like I say keep expand expand that hole whilst uh, pushing the rest of the forces through to the back line, and then deal with whatever's arrived right from reserve that's now sitting on the objective. But obviously, if it's a mobile unit, it's going to be you know it's going to be moving, so it's not going to be on the ground unless it's like a recce unit. Yeah. Those infantry, those guys are going to be sitting out in the open, so hopefully you can hose them. So attacker's going to have to like say hit the ground running and re-move a bit just to. I like it. I, I like the idea of it as a mission. I wanted to give this one a go. Hmm. It's, it, it's going to be tough, I think. Also, the defender gets minefields, not many, because it's half the usual amount. So you can use that mm -hmm. to gum up a, a, a side. Yeah. Oh, I see that it's at the bottom. Yeah, so I think, I think it also makes it eligible for night attacking. It does. Mm -hmm. It's got minefields, yeah. So yeah, it, that, that could be an interesting... Uh, that would be fun. Yeah. I think it's quite an interesting one. It's another one of these ones that, that I always... I, I always struggle a bit with ones that are played lengthways because generally yeah. you have a lot more to you know terrain to cross and um, the board does matter a lot. I think it matters even more than playing widthways. See, I, this is one of the ones where I do like Hammy's approach at Carivery, where he'll theme the mission to the board. Gotcha. So okay. It will. Yeah. yeah. In this case, there would be roads going down along the length of the board with enough room for you know like natural choke points that the defenders ambushing from kind of thing. Yeah. The objectives wouldn't just be a large open flat field. There'd be like you know a couple of a, a wood or a hill or, or you know buildings or something that's worth going to actually try and capture, or, yes. or just even a road junction kind of thing, you know, which makes total sense in this this, this mission. Absolutely, yeah, a tricky one to start off with, but I think it's it's doable. It's definitely doable, but you do have to get it's a wing along. Yeah, but also it's going to force both defender and attacker to think differently in the defensive mission. Yeah, yes, and that's no bad thing. No. More options are always better than less options. Next one, though, I really like. Elastic defense. Defending yourself with a rubber band. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I just like the idea that you have to, you almost have to buckle, but you can't break. So you have to be able okay. to spring back and defend. So again, if it's playing, <clears throat> sorry, lengthways down the, the table, almost exactly the same setup. Oh, yeah. It, just the distances are different. Just the difference, distances are different. And again, um, half your units are on the table 
uh, an eight inch strip between the center of the line of the table and eight inches back from that towards your deployment zone. Yeah, as a the, defense, yeah, extra yeah. deployment zone. Yeah, and then you've I got. I like how you assume um, you're going to be different. Me always. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I'm like, oh, cool! I've got a six-inch deployment zone for my entire army for my attack. No, 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 no! <laughs> Don't do that. Always defend. Um, and then you've got to then place the objectives. They're slightly further forward, but then the remainder of your forces then sat back with those objectives, which are 16 inches from your the left-hand side of the table, if that makes sense. Oh. So you've got half and half, and then a no man's land in between them. Yes. So you've got so to the, deploy the, stuff that's going to slow stuff down. The fluff here is with your infantry up front to halt the enemy infantry, your tanks and guns will deal with the enemy tanks as they break through your infantry line. Yep. So you've still got immediate reserves and an ambush as the defender. So you're only putting on 60% of your force, but you yep. also have no spearhead as the defender. So you can't, you can't close that gap. Close that so gap. Again, it's been well thought about that you you know potentially you could have closed the gap and then deployed off it and also because you've got 60 percent on the table and then split into two halves and it's halves by units not halves by points yeah yeah to make it work so the number of units that are on your deployed force get halved yes nice so that this is why i think it's gonna be really interesting because you're you could go for the one unit big reserve which would be fine yeah. but then even your 60 percent on table is then split numerically um across either yeah halfway across the table and then what's that eight and then 16 so that's 24 so there's a, a fairly big gap between the two yeah and in this one so, yeah. sorry uh, in this one the objectives are not within eight of the sides of the board but also not within eight of the back of the board correct so actually a little bit further forward yes yeah, so that, that also means the defender hasn't got much depth to play with because their infantry are going to be well the objectives are right up to the front of their deployment of their second deployment zone. Yep. So if you're falling back, you're losing ground on your objectives rather than falling back onto your objective. That's awesome. See, I don't think you can actually cover. I would be surprised if you can cover that front line completely, and I think that's what it's designed to do. That you will have some natural gaps potentially. Yeah. And you just won't physically have the the units to to cover that that spread. No, you're going to um, use try and use terrain to your van. Try and use terrain. And have made, yeah, say one one platoon, maybe two platoons up front. Yeah, and then just try and choke those, you know, those immediate lanes that someone can advance quickly yeah. down and force them to do something else. I, I really like this as a set. I think it's very. Was it was it minefields in this mission? I missed. Um, um, not I can see. Not. See, no, right. no minefields. Attack has the first turn, and the we defender again auto wins at, at uh, on or after the sixth turn if there's no attacking it's within I, eight. I, I do think this might be one of those games as well where if you're not playing it as part of this linked game series, um, if you're not aware of it coming up, it could really hamper a game. So I think it's probably one that you yeah. discuss with your opponent. Yeah. Because, um, you know, if you bring a, I don't know, you're, say you bring your Panzer list, Lee, and you end up defending. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I mean, on, on a matrix, this would only be if someone ch chose to defend, I guess. Yeah. This wouldn't yeah. come up if I'm a manoeuvre or, or an attack stance. I just no. had a thought that I'm going to have to make a little token that sits underneath my turn dice that just says auto lose on turn six. Yeah, move it. Because so, the amount of times, time. the amount of times I've gone, oh no, I've only got one turn to get there now. Yeah, timing, timing is critical on that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it auto lose on turn six? And how close? Yeah, it is. Yeah, how close yeah, yeah. Defender wins if they end if they end a turn or not after the sixth turn with no attacking tank infantry or gun teams within eight inches. And the eight amount of time I've had a load of units just sat around waiting, not dying, that could have gone forward and, and helped just get within eight, just put the pressure on. Well, some of them as well, you have to 
be careful because some um some scenarios say uh like over halfway and things like that in your half of the board rather than but this is quite specific in the eight inches yeah which you really again you've really got to get going to get there i think well things are quicker now luckily with dash i think things are quicker uh, absolutely double hits when you're dashing moving <laughs> no i think it's, it's again it's doable it's just I, I i would just be very interested to see the setup mm. so how things look because also you've got you got an ambush so you've got half your units or oh, 60 percent of your units on the table you think half in that front area half in the rear area and you've got one unit in reserve yeah. In, sorry, in ambush, not in reserve. But that's, you know, that's quite a diverse setup. And you're probably going to think about that. You know, you might not even want to put something in ambush. I guess the, there's pros and cons. Yeah, if you're leaving a hole in defence, yeah, you can plough through. It's going to be a, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we're going to give this one a try next time we play. Have I talked I was, enthusiastically enough about it? Uh, I, I, was, I, was in, I was interested enough as it was. But yes, it, 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 it's certainly a close deal. Yeah, my interest was piqued. I just think it's another interesting, and like, there's obviously only so much design space. And I think they've done a very good job again of making something that's unique with that. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's elegant. One little change to the deployment stuff. A couple of the different areas really changes up the games. Yeah. This next one though looks a little bit crazy. This this one is this. I had to read this two or three times just to work out what was going on. <laughs> Nuts! What a mission. Yeah, which it is. <laughs> you are surrounded. Blunt the enemy's attack and hold them off until your reserves can. Uh, I can't say that it's under our white. Uh, can be mustered to drive the attacks back under our uh, warp mark. Holy moly! Yeah. Um, okay, so lengthways again. Lengthways again. Theme. So the attacker has an eight-inch deployment zone on both both short board edges. Yes. So the left and right, as you look the board, as you're looking at the eight-inch deployment. However, you can only put up to 60% of your force in each one? Up yeah. to, yep. Okay, so you can go 60-40 at the most. Yes. Nice, so you're, you're forced to deploy. You have to have something over there as well. Oh, not, and not just the token gesture. It's a chunk of your army. Yeah. The deployment area, you, yeah, in each so of the deployment up areas. Up to 60% of your force on one edge or the other. Okay, so the yep. minimum is 40. I yep. think this mm-hmm. used to be a version 3 mission called Surrounded. Ooh. I I I I have shades of remembering this this, this layout and having you know, being with defender and having to worry about being shot in the back. I think yes, but you also it was only you had to put at least one unit. I think yes, yeah, So they tightened that up a bit because yeah, it was. Yeah. So you had to have a bit more an equal split. Um, the defender has ambush and immediate scattered reserves for the defender. So the yeah. defender has along the centre line a 12-inch deployment zone going lengthways. Um, each player will place an objective in the centre of the board. Um, so there's an 8-inch wide corridor, so along the centre line. Um, so 8-inch total. So it's 4 inches either side of the centre line, not within 8 inches of the long board edge. So you've got a little rectangle in the middle, and your deployment area is 12 inches from that centre line. And then uh, your scattered reserves are deploying from the long board edges. So you've got a 50-50 chance they'll come up on the one closest to you or the one stand, your opponent's standing. Yeah. It's, um... <laughs> That's a head scratch. Is a head scratcher. I jeez. So in in these things where it says each player places one objective in this area, um, starting with the defender. So you're placing objective first. When you've got a box that you and your opponent are placing one in, for the love of a god, as a defender, unless it's really <laughs> stupid, put it in the middle. Because if you put it up to one edge, your opponent will just put his objective in the other edge, and then your force is instantly spread massively out. Yeah. So Fez's top tactical tips. 
I did think it was interesting. I don't know if it, that any. Well, I don't know why you wouldn't, but it does actually say explicitly that all of the defending uh, infantry and gun teams start in foxholes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It matters, but it's interesting. It calls it out because normally you have the option to if it's not a meeting engagement, right? You, I, think I think it's normally assumed that all infantry and guns are in, are in foxholes and on the yeah. ground at the start of mission. It is interesting it repeated that. I'm pretty sure the actual rule book says it as well. Yeah, yeah. it's probably just you know stop the debate or people going, oh, are they? Are they flicking through the rule book and going, oh yes, they are. It was just that I thought, yeah, I just picked up on it because it did seem like something we play normally that had been called yeah. out as a, a specific um, scenario rule. But again, I, I I don't know how even how you plan for this. There's so many random factors going on. I think you have to accept it's going to probably end up in a big old bun fight. See, this is where 105, if you're defending with uh, your 105 mil Sherman, oh my this, is, this is the kind of mission where you just turn their turrets backwards oh, because then yeah. you bombard over the back deck of your tank then whatever shoots you from whatever direction, as long as it's not right up alongside you, um, you get a 50-50 chance of your front armour. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you, you dig in a gun team with turntables, you don't have that problem. Oh, <laughs> 25 pounds. Yeah, just, I don't know how you, like, if there's, Presumably the defender sets up the 60% of their force first, right? Yeah. You set up your 60% not even knowing what well, the attack is going to put. So it's very, it does feel a little rock, paper, scissory. But um, you've, I, got I think ambush, you've got a 24-inch corridor to do it in. You have. I think you ambush straight away. I mean, I don't think you muck around with that. It's a long, it's a big area. You know, it's going to have to go some to, you know. But also, they're definitely 100%, he's... The attacker's force is split up. And again, I like the fact that it's an, another one of these time missions where if you don't get within um, eight, and six, you lose. Yeah. And I think that really reflects the operational um, situation of said bulge. You, you yeah, know, every... You've only got a short amount of time before it all yeah. goes horribly wrong. Exactly. Everyone's on a clock of some kind. That clock might be the fuel in your tank. Yes. <laughs> yes. Got M60 with a big iron cross on the side. <laughs> um, but Again, like just to reiterate, we do this every time we go through the scenario and go, no, well, these are really interesting. We really should play some of these because these are, I think these are the good additions again. Yeah. So the actual campaign is five games. So there's the three missions in the book. Yeah. So the campaign is Roadblock, Elastic Defense, and then Rear Guard from the rule book, then Nuts, yeah. and then Breakthrough from the rule book. And it has a little blurb about how one game affects the next. So when nice. you play when you play rear guard you can get extra minefields or less minefields depending upon how you go on and then in nuts um you can get extra deployment areas which is pretty cool so yeah definitely don't you know it's this is is it this at you know i would say this plus the fluff and the painting guide are definitely worth the extra expenditure over just getting the card packs um yes i mean i like the books anyway i like having yeah, the books on yeah, the shelf. <laughs> but yeah i think i think these give you a bit more um yeah, so then it goes on to fighting in the fog, which is, yeah, yeah just foghorns in the night, I think. It's within the, the battles in the run where um, it was notoriously foggy and tanks had, had, had tendency of bumping into each other. The, the trouble is, every time you say fog now, I just want to go, yeah, so uh, that's what I'm going to have to do that in my head. Just, but, yes, uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just blow out up all this <laughs> You've got the rules for winter weather as well, haven't you, as well? Mm -hmm. you're uh, fighting the fog and then also um, wintry stuff, so not just yes. foggy stuff. Yeah, so um, snow-covered terrain, ice, frozen rivers and ponds, snowstorms, blizzards. And they, again, this is probably something we need to do more <laughs> do more of. Things we need to do more of, but uh, weathering games. Yeah, well, you need. that's why we need to get some uh, winter boards and some winter armies. <coughs> I, cough, I, cough. 
I think we need to get Mark to update the uh, matrix for a start. Um, and then I think he needs to create a second matrix of random weather. Oh, I don't think you... Well, yeah, I guess you can from bare stuff. I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't, just for fun. You don't have to do it in a competitive environment. Well, that's what I mean. But if you're not doing competitive, you rather have a matrix, you just decide, you just go, we're going to do this mission and it's going to yeah, be... Yeah, you could do. So I don't know how it would... Would it change your army composition? I don't think weather does, no. Like, yeah, I guess because you're just you both up against it. But you might choose to. I mean, so I imagine, um, for example, in uh, the snow-covered terrains and things like that, they they will affect your speed of certain things. And I like I think ice, for example, does um, does affect vehicles differently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So vehicle moves more than eight inches in the movement step. Uh, take across it it yeah. takes a cross check. Eight inches. So you can always yep. go eight inches. Otherwise, you stop and go, oh, gosh, we might fall through the ice. That sucks. So you might look at that if you rolled that, for example, and go, oh, actually, I probably don't want this entire tank force. I want some infantry in here as well. <laughs> See, and there's you, you know, it's eight inches in the movement step. So with my with my easy eights, I'm blitzing four before moving <laughs> four. four. Don't need a cross test. Even if I did, I could pass it on a two plus. They see me rolling. They hate it. Or... Or more likely, you fail your blitz test, you then have yep. to move, then you shoot with uh, two minus ones, yep. and then miss what you're shooting at. No, because then That's the gate in the point. You get within uh, like three inches, so it's fine, so they can't miss taking target. Although, to be fair, you don't want to get that close anyway, because that means they can, not, they can just kill your other tanks until you get your lone jumbo standing by itself. Yes, going, ow. So, uh, I, love, I love the idea of winter weather. I'm going to do a bulge winter army. <laughs> In my head, there is the whole thing of turning up to a game with, you know, both. It would have to be probably be Germans with a lot with one army list that could be East Front, West Front, Summer or Winter, and just having the appropriate models. Well, so four armies just based differently. Is that what you're saying? No, but, but like with whitewash and camo and winter work, winter clothing and that kind of thing. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But four identical armies just suitable yeah. for each of the weather conditions. Well, it's two, two armies, one one temperate, one snow, surely. Well, no, you're awesome. Are you not doing autumn leaves? Yeah, come on. Come Get on, out. Mate. Softcore. Softcore. What are you about? You're internet famous, mate. You can't whistle out like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to tell me you're going to use generic spring grass? Oh, my God. Get Palpitations. out. Palpitations, yeah. Get out. This this might be it. This forget the gliders. Forget the gliders. The podcast. Yeah. No, no I, I, I'm definitely doing a winter army, but it's not from this book. <coughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is, is it going to be bold German? No. Bulge British. It's Black Hawk. British. Yeah. Oh, I have to <laughs> scroll down to the little page which shows all the books, and yes, that is a smexy looking lineup in the cover pages. Bulge German with an awesome King Tiger. Bulge British with an awesome Comet. Where's that? I don't know. Down so scroll down. Is it at the bottom after all the? Uh, oh, is it after, after the? Sorry, yeah. After the units and the new shiny toys, you just got the the little lineup. Yeah. It's my friend going, here's stuff you actually care about. And, uh, yeah, with, the comet, with the comets. With the comets, yeah. No, no, no it's American rubbish. Here's, here's, what you, here's what you're really after. It's funny because the, the, the composition looks similar for the British one. Tank and infantry, backdrop was different. Yeah, it's the same for everything, isn't it? Oh, no. <laughs> I know. I was being facetious. Oh, shit, gosh. This week on Duncan's Too Sharp for Fez. That does look nice. <laughs> Uh, they're grittier. They are a grittier front cover as well. I do think that. Um, well, it's still not. It's still not as gritty as the D-Day American books. I think is like the top-notch gritty cover so far. But I, I love what the fact that, what the double-page spread. The fact that the D-Day American and German straight against each other. 
And then the same goes for the Waffen SS and the British. Yes. And that they form a lovely tableau of the two sides just. Is that true of any of the other books now? Have they, have they stopped doing them? I think no. I think the Midwall books. I remember um, Iron Cross versus um, the Stalingrad book did the same. Yeah. No, they've done it the same with um, Bagration German, Bagration Soviet lines up against each other. Yep. Oh, poor Axis. Poor Axis. Yeah, Bagration. Well, they're like the British. They kind of do, but not in the same way. I always like for um, Rome books because they show the same scene, but from opposite sides. Yeah, from like one from one of the street and the one from the other. So cool. Should we talk about some command cards? I think we should. Oh, oh. Just let me read them quickly first. <laughs> well, you got a bit of time because we're going to start off with the normal stuff of um, the various soft so lucky, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> oh, look, no, lucky, lucky book. I don't care about the internet. I don't care about the internet. I want to kick you. Kick me through the internet. <laughs> kick yeah, me kick so hard. Like, kick, kick me so hard, my internet connection drops. Yeah, that's uh... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but with that card, you yeah. can re-roll it. You might... yeah. So we've got soft <laughs> transports. Uh, we got amphibious oh, transports, oh, oh, oh. cross no, no, oh, Yeah, but they're, they're ducks, aren't they? They're yeah, ducks. ducks. We've got yeah. ducks. we ducks. And then we've got Amtrak's. Now, here's my here's my first thing. It's like, I could have ducks for a point, or I could have Amtrak's for a point. So they're oh, like, they're, Amtrak's seems like carrying guns. Yeah, and are armoured. And are armoured, yeah. I'm not quite sure the points add up Let's, there. Can well, we have a moment of silence, please? Only, a moment of silence for the shroom for, <laughs> Only for battle-weary rifle. Yeah. And uh, they're reluctant. I, I don't think being reluctant is half certain the fact that armoured and have machine guns. <laughs> yes, no, that's fine. But the ducks can go for gun team. Any infantry or gun team. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, you know. Oh, uh, And I suppose if you really wanted to do it as well, you could get a battle-weary ARP, not pay for the half-tracks, then get ducks if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah. But you can't do that for um, Amtrak's. Yes. Yep. Okay. And they're uh... reluctant, trained, careful. Primer 1, Simon 0. Relatively slow, not good. But no, tactical 10, but the dash isn't much faster. Tick-tack. They can carry seven passengers and they're armed with 50 cows and machine guns. Okay. Yep, they are loaded. I love it. So, fully loaded, and they get one shot from a pack 40, and that pack 40 takes out 30 men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but I still think they're a nice little option for a oh, point. Yeah. I guess. Even, even if you don't, I know, I, I keep thinking that. The ducks. Just to hit the beach when we when we when we take our river warfare out of fate of a nation and back into uh, World War Two. World War Two. Although that'll be desert ducks. That'd be hilarious. Desert ducks. Conflict forty seven. Flames of float forty seven. Desert duck and amphibious transport in in, in desert colours. Just one that, thing that's a World War game that's worth playing. Meanwhile, back on target. Sorry. <laughs> that's all right. Just thinking, is it? I'm just thinking though. For at one point. If it's a battle-weary rifle platoon, that means you're going to get two of them tops, right? Because they carry seven stands each. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, you can get you can get your entire platoon in one vehicle. Yeah, but I'm just no, you can't. No. They can't. Yeah. It's, what? It's so stands. What? No, the short stack platoon oh. six points for like seven stands. I, I don't. I don't acknowledge that exists as a a thing. Sorry. That's because uh, Duncan, Duncan's Duncan's yes, right. never could, die before they get to the battlefront. You know. Right. Well, you, you're right. You get one duck in that instance. You wouldn't get two. Amtrak, yeah. Pointless. Oh wait, ducks, you, just... can ducks take seven as well? No, ducks yeah, can take no, six. six. Oh, even it's still still the whole platoon. I'm I'm just thinking, do you take that? Could you take that as a point upgrade and essentially go? Well, I've got a machine gun carrier now with. Them. Yeah. Uh, Cause, yeah. Because that's pretty nice still. Because they've got five machine gun shots each. Yeah. Pretty pretty nice to upgrade for a point. One point fifty cal and. Do, do they still sell the entries? I think so. I think, I think yeah. it might be. 350 cow shots, that's quite nice. That's pretty cool. Um, they may do. 
I keep thinking when you say Amtrak, though, I keep thinking of like the, the American train. True, true. <laughs> it's just it's an armored American train in the Bulge book. So, oh, you guys there? Yes, yeah. I'm here. All right. We're all looking up if I'm, they still sell Amtraks because we're convincing ourselves to buy Amtraks and ducks. I, I, I just that what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I saw the Amtrak card. I thought it's awesome. I thought also, I think the didn't the British use some? Yeah, they used them in the right, in the clearing the shelf. <gasps> And the Rhine River crossing, and oh. they mounted 20 meter Polston cannons on their um, Amtraks. Because it used to be a thing you could upgrade, you, you would buy the Amtraks, you could upgrade them to have machine guns, and upgrade them to have um, Polstons. I think it was one oh. Polston and then two 30 cows. Oh, I uh, upgrades I every comes to Polston, actually. Every. I, I need that in my life. I, I need, we need to find out if they sell LV, uh, LTV still. <laughs> I googled Am- I didn't Google. I searched for Amtrak on the Flames of War store, and it didn't come up with anything. But that's not- is it? Is it well, the release list? Web- it came up with the web articles. Is it next door to the plastic uh, xylophones in the release list? It, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, that's, uh, that's the Amtrak. We'll, we'll we'll bring you more Amtrak news on the next episode if we can yeah. find if they have them. Amtrak update. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just really like them. I thought they were really good cards. Ducks, man, they're awesome. Ducks are awesome. So next card is Duncan's favourite. We'll just skip over oh, that one. Yeah, we yeah. should burn it's, in a fire. It's, it's plucky. Plucky. Oh, that would make a better card. Plucky. I just yeah, we roll. The, the thing I love only. about the, the thing I love about the lucky card is I'll never forget as long as I play Flames of War, killing Mark Goddard's tiger from across the board with an M10, failing the firepower roll, and then using lucky to re-roll it to kill it. Did that? And did that? Did that make you feel good? It really did. It feel like a big man. Huge. Absolutely <laughs> huge. Huge guy. An engorged man. Engorged. Bulging yeah. with uh, American yeah. excitement. 57mm um, high explosives. Yeah. Yes. So you've got two variants here. I don't, what? I don't know why they did two cards. Have they? Is it later yeah, because on? there's one for tank destroyers and one for tanks. No, that's 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 high, that's the hate we get to. Oh, that, yeah, that's oh I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking the we're talking the um oh. H H yeah. rounds. For a single point. Scroll too far, too, quick. too far. You see, you, got, you were just so atroced by a uh, plucky card, you went straight past it. I did, um, yeah. For a single point, you can remove the no HE from your 57mm anti tank gun platoon. Okay. Useful, useful if you're, I mean, that would be good for you doing a um, Pacific list if they don't actually release the Pacific list. The, the thing is, that would be really good if like no HE stopped you firing at infantry like you used to. Like, That's because... hit's pretty savage. It, it is, but I suppose it's, it's a point, right? It's a point. If you've got a point left, yeah. Yep. You've got 57 mil guns. Done. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Duncan, look at this way. If they're, if, they're, if they're buying back, we're not buying lucky. So surely you can advocate on that basis. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's, the, that's the lowest of low bars. <laughs> yeah, so it's better than poking yourself in the eye. Yes, it exactly. is. <laughs> um, exactly. So then we get onto the 76 millimeter hyper velocity armor piercing. Yeah. Do you, can you understand why there's two cards for this? No. Should it not just uh, say like anything? Like, we can write the space in the box at the bottom. Yes, I think that's exactly it. Or is it because if you only have one card, you can only attach it one unit? No, you can't. You can do that multiple times. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know. Not lim- yeah, it's not limited. Yep. It's literally no because it would be double the amount of text because you'd have to say all tanked in with 76 millimeter guns and three inch, and then at the bottom you'd have build upgrade, and there's like. Because there's, you know, first box is build, upgrade, unit, veteran M4 Sherman late, tank platoon, M4 Sherman late, tank platoon. And then you've got the M10 tank destroyers, M18 tank destroyers, three-inch tank destroyer platoon. Like, it'd just, it'd just be a huge box. 
so what, what, does, what does anyway it boosts, it boosts your um eight tank from 12 to 13 and you, you pay yeah you've got to do a little bit of mass you pay a point for every two tanks or part thereof so it's really good for an even number of tanks slightly less good if you've got an odd number of tanks yeah now you've got to know it does not say hq no so you cannot give it to your hq platoon not that, huh. I, not that I did that earlier and then went back and went, oh. I must admit, I just, I, I just assumed the yeah, HQ was a... Un, 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 surely a HQ is still a Sherman platoon. It, well, no, because it's a HQ Sherman platoon. All right. Bizarre. I would say, because it's not listed by name. Rules is written. Well, it, you know, it's a one-point upgrade at that point, which is a bit cheeky, whereas all the other platoons is going to be at least two points because you've got three tanks. Eddie, are you wearing your glasses? Why? Can you, put, can you push them up your nose when you are? Uh, well, yeah. actually, I think you're fine. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're fine. Not, not, not trying to uh, put you off here, but clearly you've not yeah. read these through properly. I um, think because well, it's on, worth it's, it. It's actual valid yes. content for once. Come on. It's, is yeah, it well, worth it? Explain. Explain to me why thirteen is is greater than twelve. <laughs> because because one, <laughs> one that one point makes all the difference. Yeah, but it, uh, are we saying you know like there's these like Rubicon numbers where you know oh, across right. them it's a it's a great thing. I think twelve we worked seven, out with one of the Rubicon numbers. Seven uh, front armor seven versus front armor six, I think, is one of those Rubicon numbers. Seven yeah. range goes to eight, and then eight versus anti tank eleven is so much better than seven versus eleven. Yeah, but do we think thirteen is a Rubicon number? So is twelve to thirteen, or do we not know because we don't? Well, know yeah, because you get involved. within six, you get in front armor six, and they can't save it. Yes. So it's you know you go but from a one in six chance of failing to an automatic pass for a half a point per tank team. I'm not convinced. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I'm just. I think this is one of the ones where you'll have, we'll have to see in action because I don't know. I don't know if two points in a unit is worth. I'm more that. convinced. Yeah, I'm more convinced of it for tank destroyers. I am possibly for the Shermans. Yeah. Yeah, which historically be correct because the hate vaps were issued to tank destroy. That's the, ta- the that's tanks nicked them. That's weird because I am too, but I can't. I couldn't explain to you why I think that's the case. Because my tank destroyers will only ever be shooting tanks, where my Shermans will probably be having to deal with multiple targets. And at that point, I feel like right. I'm wasting some of the points. Yeah, but it's funny to watch a you know shoot high kinetic, high velocity rounds at infantry. Well, there is that. Yes. <laughs> um, and then we go okay. into the first of the new. New build type stuff with the outposts. Is it new? It is packed from the American flavor. <laughs> packed yeah. from the American background. Yeah. Yep. So outpost guns. Um, but I like it because it's, it's, you know, it, it's flavorful. Don't get me wrong. It's flavorful. Oh, you know. I've got no problem with it. I just thought it was, yeah, it was interesting to see them pop up. I wasn't expecting it necessarily. I mean, you were trying to make out in the last podcast this is the savior of the three inch gun, Eddie. So it's a. Uh... Yeah. Well, I it's a reason to take them. How's that Kool-Aid tasting? It's, it's, you know, the water's fine. Jump on in. <laughs> Slightly murky. Yeah, yeah. No, it only burns for the first five hours. Um, yeah, so outpost guns means that you can make any 57mm anti-tank platoon or three-inch tank destroyer platoon into a nest. Yes, for the whopping cost of... Four points. But it's pretty good. Like, pack to... So you're sitting there going, how are we going to make sure if you're in the middle of like that nuts mission... You outpost gun your tank destroyer platoon and deploy them in all four corners of your deployment area and then laugh all the way to the bank because you have you can rotate to face, you know, you need to re-roll successful firepower test to destroy it. You're concealed in bulletproof cover. It's pretty good for what it's supposed to do. 
Yeah, it does. The three-inch gun, the ret- the biggest thing on it is the retake face, in my yeah. opinion, in my humble opinion, um, because you've already got gun table, shields right? and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It gives you essentially a turntable. Is it worth turntable, like a point per gun? To give a turn no, 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 right, back up, back up, back up here. That turn and face is just clarifying the only movement you can do with it is to turn and face in the movement face. It's not saying you have like a turntable effect. Are you sure? Because it's a yes. can rotate to face targets. When, yeah. Oh, can rotate. Okay. You cannot move. I'm with you. But can rotate the face target. I misread when shooting that. Shooting and on S, yeah. I misread that. Oh, in that case, in get in the bin. So, is that the whole thing where it, as long as you're in arc, it could turn, it can turn around to track you as you go past it? it yeah, in your movement phase. So, say someone's behind you. If it's defensive fire, you're screwed. But if it's, you know, you, but if you survive somehow in your turn, you can move to, you know, rotate on the spot to face them and shoot them. Uh, as as your movement, but you just, but you couldn't move anything other than to count, rotate. Your, your counter's moving, and I assume that you'll yes. say you'll retain your fortifications as well. Because... Yeah, because obviously you know, it's just like it's just rotating the gun. It's spot spot, yeah. but that's the only yeah. movement you're allowed to do is to rotate to face. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. No, I see. I I, I agree with what I'm saying, but it means that you can you know obviously as long as they are within the front of your base, you can still shoot yes. stationary. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not turning off the gun rules. The guns still work like, like any other no, gun team. No, 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 yeah. but it means that you've got all-round concealment and bulletproof cover. I, yes. yeah. I, these are twice as expensive as they should be. There we go. I've said it. I don't think so. I thought there's no way it's four points. No, just not it's like a point, a point a gun for platoon. It's a for fifty-seven mil. Yeah, for three-inch tank destroyer platoons. No. Okay. Especially if you put. Hey, can you put HVAP? You, can, you can't put two builds on it, can you? You can't put HVAP on their French gun anyway. It's only for tanks and tank destroyers. Uh, yeah, you can. I, I apologise. You you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just oh, back in well, Sorry. actually, I think you're fine. But then, <laughs> hold on. Then you're the six point. Then you've got an eighteen point anti-tank gun. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying you would, but I'm saying you, you can. <laughs> I don't know. I just I. I know you can't. Yeah. No, you can't because you can only have one build per unit, right? You have one upgrade card, but but outpost guns is not an upgrade; it's a build card. Oh my gosh! So you could. Here you go. As I understand yeah. it, yes. Heard it here first. Go buy a, a ton of three-inch tank. Yeah. Or three one platoon that you're platoon. allowed. How many points uh, is the base platoon? Twelve. It's Twelve. Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen points. Eighteen. It's eighteen points. Oh, because it's yeah, it's per two teams. Per two. Yeah. <laughs> Eight, eighteen points for four three-inch nest. Yes. I mean, it's only like two points more than a super Pershing. It covers yes. three times as much of the ground, four times. I, don't, I, I mean, and it's actually I think super Pershing. I think this is the lipstick on a pig. I don't, I don't think this is fixing three-inch guns. I think it, it, it's for those missions where you need it, like the yeah, it's for scenarios. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, next card, outpost machine guns does the same thing, but with yep. LMGs and HMGs, and it's only two. Yeah. points. I quite like this card. I liked it in uh, the German D-Day German book. I think it's quite useful. Um, and your German, your machine guns, if you've got an ARP or uh, battle weary uh, rifle company, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can see you taking it. I was called defensive engineer company type thing. I just think it, it it means that those machine guns, which can be a little bit fragile, suddenly go nah, and I can string them out all over the place and stick them in the way, and I can you know have them supporting a rifle platoon each yeah they're, they're quite <laughs> handy i think because they're independent teams they can contest objectives but is that correct they can't yes. take them so if you're a defensive uh force having them in might be quite useful again as long as your opponent has image 
Yeah, and the other thing you can do is because it's not just HMGs in this one, it's LMGs. So your LM, your rifle platoons, for example, I think come with two LMGs in, baked into them. If you want to split them out into two independent nests for two points, that's pretty good. You don't need to spend it on an extra platoon. Okay, that's true. It's essentially a point each. Yeah, makes it a bit more survivable. Nice fast, yeah. Um, up armoured M4 Sherman, late. Some Sherman crew. Yes, please. Added extra armour plates to their tank. So it is a point per tank for any M4 Sherman late tame company HQ. So it does specify HQ. Or any M4 Sherman late tank platoon. Yeah. Front armour 8, side of 5, top of 1 for a reduced tank cross rating of 4+, plus because of the weight. Turn yourself into a, a Tiger side armour. Yeah, I quite like them. Yeah? I, I think it's, it's a handy upgrade. I mean, if you go back to your thing, uh, 8 goes to 9 at range. Nine, That's true. 9 is a pretty nice number to have as a front armour to sit back with um, some 76mm Shermans. If if we're not now saying that if you're not moving, you're losing, yep. essentially, with the 76s. Um, a point of tank for, yeah, four, say four of them. It's not insane. You do have to be a bit careful with the cross, though. Four plus crosses. That's hard. It's not nice, but I, I get it. And then you can do the same thing to Easy 8s. Which I think works better because you've got that better cross to start off with. You're still cross-free after doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you could do anything, an Easy 8 is the one to do it. But obviously, you're already making an expensive tank more expensive. (laughs) That's it. You're just just (laughs) doubling down on the points at that point, aren't you? Yeah. It's it's an interesting one. It's very... I think we need to play some more games with them to see how it works. Yeah, I don't think that's cut and dried. Same with actually the next one with Sandbag Armour. Sandbag armor is, I think, pretty cool. So, because the first one, Up Armored, was a build card. Upgrade card. It says build and upgrade. Okay. Yeah, so but it's, it's got the, it's the upgrade bit that matters. So, yes, you can't yeah. combine hate vap, sandbags, or Up Armored because they're all upgrade cards. All tank t- t- telephones, mm. we'll get to that later. Which is a bit weird because you should be able to have all of those in one tank if you really wanted to. Ooh, if you really want to make a really expensive tank. Just buy a Pershing. <laughs> but, in all honesty, that's what I was thinking is, you know, if you want someone to be able to do that i don't think it breaks the game because if it doesn't make that too like just astronomically expensive yeah oh yeah that, extra yeah. three points a tank team it's 15 points for a platoon then. <laughs> yeah. so sandbag armor uh it's one point a tank you reduce all of your dash speeds by two inches because you literally overloaded it yeah uh, it doesn't affect your cross though which is good because this is your assault shirts and so if a tank with this in this unit, with sandbag armor, fails its armor save against a weapon with a firepower rating of five or six, roll another dice. On a five up, it stops the shot and you ignore the failed save, which is pretty yeah. tasty if you're assaulting stuff. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I mean, ugh. so I like this for the Pershing because it's top armor two. Top armor two, and that's it, making a really good assault tank at that point. Yeah. The Shermans, I'm not sure how often I wouldn't be assaulting with Sherman anyway because obviously my. I'm entirely reliant on that on that save rather than a Persian, which has two saves effects. Not necessarily an assault, though, is it? It's just going through a town. Uh, yeah, right. So if, you, if yeah, if you're just going for a town and someone ambushes you infantry, then yes, it can be banned to jail. So yeah. What That's else? Right. Is, I'm trying to think. What else is a five up? Rockets are four, aren't they? Um, two centimeter guns. Yeah. <laughs> that noise. Bling, 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 bling. Well, no, because it says tank unit. Doesn't say Sherman. You can put it on a chaffy. You can put it on the steward. Oh, oh! Just says tank. Interesting. Yes, I tell you. And it does reduce your dash speed, which on Stuart and Chaffee is higher anyway. Yeah. It could be interesting because, the, as we said before, the the, the Chaffee's issue is going to be um, assaulting anything. 
any tank unit, right? Hold on. Does this mean... Wait, wait one second. Soft skins? Yes, yes, you can put it on your recce platoon patrol. Can you put it on soft skins, though? Because they're an unarmored tank team. No, because I imagine it's not it's not a tank unit at that point. It's an unarmored tank. But you could what? put it on your MA Greyhounds. <laughs> and that'd Sand, be... Sandbag Greyhounds. <laughs> Back how Greyhounds make a great band name. Just could put it out there. Sandbag Greyhound. <laughs> I quite like that. Pretty cool. I didn't even see. I mean, in my head, I just read it as Unit Tank M4, but it's not. Obviously, it's anything. Nice. Um, then we have some M4 Easy Eight 105 millimeters. So basically, yep. you can give your M4 105 assault gun platoon for a single point the HVSS suspension. So it doesn't do anything to their rate of fire, or whatever. It just gives them a, a better dash speed and a two-up cross which is a bit annoying because I have one HVSS 105mm model because before you could mix the single guns into the platoon. Oh, yeah, MBCA's attached them out or something, wasn't it? Yeah, no, you can't do that. So I need either another three HVSS or just to get rid of that poor little HVSS smooth riding 105. I think it's a fine point upgrade. It's a single point. If you've got a point left, put yeah. it on lucky and then just better than lucky. put it on lucky and really cross check if you need it. No, um, you don't. <laughs> uh, next one M4 Sherman Late Tank Platoon is Sherman Crab Mine Flail Tank Platoon. Yeah, buddy. Two points to the unit gives them all mine flails so they can attempt to clear minefields. Yes, please. Not your flails, mine flails. Yeah, that's not your yeah. minefield. It's minefield. <laughs> just because I look awesome. I still want to do one. I still want to model one with the chains actually in action rather than just dangling. That would be pretty cool. Again, we'd have to uh, check to see if these are actually for sale again because I'm not um, sure. I know I've got a platoon somewhere, at least three of them, <laughs> as I went through and would go through stores and be like, blister pack, okay, yeah, whatever. No, no. Ooh. Three platoons. Well, three Shermans. Yeah, I, was, I heard three enough, platoons. Which would be enough to put into the three, well, three platoons of my players. Mm. That's a lot. Because you said I had three of them. We're talking about a platoon at that point. Oh, well, the, the, the tragic thing there is I just went, oh, Eddie's got three platoons. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's obviously got, you know, 15 mine flower Sherman. Uh, no, uh, new car at this point. Again, I think this is another fine upgrade. I think it might be a little bit pricey considering how often mines pop up. Yeah, but it's the kind of thing that's there. Yeah, yes, it's pricey for a, a generic list. But if you know that you're playing a defensive list in a defensive mission with your friend. Yeah. Absolutely. I agree that yes, you know, we know we're doing this, so obviously I'm gonna take pack front and all this stuff, I'm gonna have minefields. It's an auto include at that point, just like in real life. Yes, but I know the the minefield tank still got a seventy five millimeter gun. It yep. does. It's still a Sherman Indy. Oh yeah. Although, it could be any it could technically with this card, M4 Sherman Lake Tank Platoons, you can obviously then have whatever mix you want in there. So you could even technically have jumbos with mine flails. <laughs> oh it is. Eddie. I'm just well actually I'm just saying oh Eddie normally you would because that's just not how it worked back then I'm surprised you didn't say easy eights as well to be honest I reckon I have an easy eight with them I was thinking it I didn't say it no I think that's probably the wisest thing yep yep uh, next one. Sherman Crocodile Flame Tank Platoon all four of them ever certain so this really? unit can only have three or four M4 Sherman's late 75 tanks all tank teams in this unit have the following characteristics and additional weapon for plus one point per tank. It's a flamethrower. I didn't realise there were that few in service. There's literally a platoon of them, I believe. I think the card even says yeah. that. Yeah, it says this I unit... Um, yeah, so the, the, 
the 739th Tank Battalion operates the only four M4 Sherman Crocodiles in the European Theatre of Operations. <laughs> Fair enough. So there's a petrol crisis going on, don't you know? Not in America. <laughs> Freedom! Yeah. Range 6, rate of fire 6, automatic firepower. Reroll successful saves if you are infantry gun or unarmored tank platoon. And again, the thing about this is they stay Germans, right? You don't lose the main yep. gun. It's an additional weapon for a point per tank. Because in reality, it had its own mountain. So it didn't even, unlike um, a crocodile, it didn't even lose its whole machine gun to do this. Oh, really? They, they mounted it on, I think it gets mounted on one of the aerial mounts on the whole. Oh, yeah. It's like a little little um, monitor nozzle yeah, on the side, isn't it? It's like, yeah. How many points are they? One point per tank. Yep. So four points for a platoon of four, in addition to being. And they're the dirt cheap late 75 mil. God. Yeah, I think you take some of them. Why why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, I would say they can't have a jumbo next to them, but then you could put the HQ jumbo next to them and bounce it onto that anyway. What, 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 what? I like that. It's pretty cheap. It's it's very cheap for what it is. Six inch range. I mean, I can't insult into combat. Uh, Why are you sorting the combat? You've got a flamethrower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, can't claim object, can't hold claim objectives or hold objective. No, but it can you can sashay up to them. Where does it say that? I cannot charge into contact. Don't say anything about objectives. All right, I'll, uh, croc- the crocodiles couldn't. So I assume I didn't either. Okay. Well, oh, a mission, a mission, a mission. But um, I mean, even three of these, three of these is like what eighteen points. That's pretty tasty. That's One three. super charging or three crocodile Shermans. Crocodile Sherman. <laughs> M36B1, tank destroyer platoon. The thing I really want to love, but I can't, could just <laughs> it's like a, a 24 point platoon and yeah. for a point, was it? Two points point. of tank. Two points of tank. Yep. Making it into a 32 point platoon. Um, I mean, you, you get in front of armor 7, which is a lot better than it used to be. I think they should be front armor 5, but then again, M10s used to be front armor 6, um, so front armor 4 back in the day. Yeah, yeah so these uh, they're seven versus five, right? Yeah, they got a whole machine gun, which obviously you don't normally get on a. Um... Oh, that's what that stat line for. Okay. Yeah, because obviously, um, you know, it kept the whole machine gun of, of a of, a, of the Sherman hole it was using. <laughs> yeah, it does. But unlike every other tank in the game, it gives that whole machine gun forward firing. <laughs> <laughs> well, better, other... better late than never, Battlefront. I'm going to say every that. Other, but... Every other whole machine gun in the game has 360 line sight. Oh dear! Wah, wah, wah. That that is so expensive. Uh, you're going to do it anyway, though, aren't you, Lee? I mean, you've got the holes, right? Well, the thing the thing is, my holes will probably be. I was going to, but I'm actually at this point, I'm thinking I'm just going to use the holes actually being something six millimeter Shermans, which seems like a much, <laughs> a much more effective. What we'll do is we'll just turn that two to a you know zero, and then uh, or a one, and then uh, jobs are good. Yeah, I might use them as M. I might use them as M thirty sixes and just but use the M thirty six stats and just ignore the actual fact they're showing holes. Yep, yeah. fine with that. Uh, Seems sensible. Yeah, it's a cool model though. I, 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 I mean, it's, it's a brilliant. Well, it's a perfect American things. Right, we built, we built. Don't ask me how we built more turrets than we have holes. Um, <laughs> what else can we mount on? Well, it's a standard turret ring, so we can mount on a Sherman hole. All right, but. But how we how we ended up with more Shermans and we have turrets? Look, something happened. Don't ask questions. <laughs> it was a long yeah. day. Things went sideways. My brother-in-law got a defence contract in Detroit. Yep. Yeah, here's uh, a set of golf clubs, and uh, we've now got a new unit to build. Um, that, that Hancock gave me the contract. Oh God! Along with a ferry, you. Yeah. So this one is the next one. Fresh 
M18 tank destroyers. Isn't this your Task Force Alpha? Yes. It says so in the description. Oh, there you go. I have read these cards, honest. I think we, we were talking about this just before you hopped on, Eddie. Uh, I think if you are going to run tank destroyers um, D-Day, so out of the D-Day book, uh, you take uh, a stapler and you staple this card to <laughs> that card. Not because it's good, but that's what you should be doing. You shouldn't be running veterans. Yeah. You should have veterans M18s. No. But I like, I like the fact they actually took the opportunity to have a throwback card for D-Day. Yes. Yeah. It really, it really took me for a, a loop to start with. Because I was like, why would you do? Oh, okay. You save a point per unit, and it just makes them all trained. <laughs> a point per unit is it's so not worth doing, but um, it's what yeah. you should do. Yes, I, skill, skill, not hit on though. Hit on still four plus. Uh, yeah, but you, it's a point. You save a point. <laughs> yeah, and let's face it, thing with your tank destroyers, you have that you know the, the, the stormtroop thing basically. Yeah. If you want to use that, you want to be veteran. That's why everyone spent a lot of time upgrading to desert veterans with the M10. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's an interesting choice. But I like it, and you should definitely. I'm yeah. going to. Also, Lee pointed out that it's for a tank destroyer company, yes. which infuriated me because you can't oh. take a single platoon and make them green or trained. Sorry. Oh, okay. So you can't include a yeah. So the second Indian head can't have a single platoon support to them. It's got to be an entire company. <sighs> well, yeah, yeah. Again, in friendly um, games, I'd be inclined to just let you do it because hey, the cost oh. still works for friend. But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I just, I just. I was trying to rationalise it in my head and I realised that I can't. So I'm just going to move on. What do you mean? So your security sections as well will save you a point. So that yeah. Makes, that makes your security sections a single point each. Yeah. So you're literally yeah. doubling the number of M20s you have. Yeah, but if you're buying a anti tank or a tank destroyer platoon for M20s, I think you might be doing it wrong. I'm not an expert. They're nice to have, but I, I want I want to be some tank destroyer goodness. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it it does save you quite a few points if you take more than just the tank destroyers. Yeah. Four points saved. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's that's decent. Well, essentially, it can save you seven points for the whole if you did a full box. If so, you went full potato. Yep. You saved seven points, which is almost enough to get you another two M18s. Yeah, it's not worth it. Moving on. <laughs> um, improvised turret top armor. Some tank destroyer crews found their turret crews were suffering higher casualties during combat because they didn't have a roof. Almost like tanks need a turret stop or something. Yeah, we, we won't put a turret on these tank destroyers because they need the visibility to see things, to hunt them. Yep. They're not tanks, only they are. Um, so yep. for a single point, you become top armor one, uh, and that works for M36s, M10s, M36B1. Is that a single point for the platoon or a single point per tank? Give it tank is. teams in this unit top armor one per for unit. one point per unit. Oh yeah, that's I think that's, I think that's fine. Here's the thing: I don't think you could buy it with the B the B version because it'd be two upgrade cards in one unit. Why is it called out then? M thirty six B one tank destroyer platoon. Oh, they are, and so clearly already the, the rules are falling down. <laughs> oh no! Actually, is it is it an upgrade card? Or is it just a build card? Uh, it says build upgrade unit. Oh, who knows at this point then? <laughs> Wop, wop, wop. All bets are off. But I will say, improvised turret top armor, better than lucky. Also, looks awesome. Yeah, and is that the little mesh grill thing that you can get on the in the kit? On the sprue, yeah, it has a, yeah. those little hard panels and stuff. Yeah, plates. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I was I was tempted to model them with those as well, simply because it meant I didn't have to paint any. <laughs> I was going to say something else then. I had to back out of that quickly, uh, but just crew. Yeah. Yeah. See, I put a point to save yourself some painting. That's got to be a good investment. That is a wonderful investment, especially when it's like the equivalent of painting an, inf- what is it, an infantry platoon or something like that over a company. From the waist up, at least, yeah. 
Oh, it's like a like a reverse mermaid. Um, so M4 Sherman tanks. So this represents the fact that some poor tankers drove their 75 mil M4 and M4A1s all the way to the end of the war. Um, so you can replace any late 75 mils with the early 75 mils for minus one point per tank. Which drops their armor down to front number six. So it's slightly so dash. But here's the funny thing. Let's work at the points. You can actually take a full platoon of early Shermans cheaper doing this than if you took them from a D-Day book. What? What? So uh, where's, where's, that, where's that table? I that Excel sheet I put the other day. I think I'm, I'm, I made mention of this, and I don't think anyone picked up on it because we're talking. Everyone was talking about something else at the time. We've um, had some other, other yeah, lovely things coming out. I think. Yeah, give me one, give me one sec. I just find, quickly find this again. That's man really? looks up the internet. Yep. What? Also, why does that card not just say you can take it? Right. So a D-Day platoon M4A 175s, a veteran yeah. platoon, say, is 21 points. A platoon of M4A 375 wets is 25 points for five. So take off one point per tank to downgrade all five, end up at 20 points. It's a point cheaper. <laughs> and and if you do the train, the train version, it ends up 15 points versus 18 points if you bought it from D-Day, so three points cheaper. <laughs> 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 late tank of yeah. doesn't say veteran does it not what does it say I, I think it says any, it says any that means it does both veteran and trained oh okay I uh, guess. so so you can more efficiently pick a list from for D-Day from the bulge book yes isn't that that's peak 2021 right there that's <laughs> peak the only thing you can't do is obviously have them for early 76s only downgrades my, hold on wait one second where's my tiny violin <laughs> no, I can't find it. No, don't care. What the what the shib? Honestly, okay, that's I mean, really weird. You can then do the same thing with the the calliopes with the next card. You can downgrade the calliopes. A point for the whole unit. Yeah. It's not quite yeah. as good. But, yeah, yeah, but the thing is, I'm, I'm going to still do it because that means I can take my excess Shermans from hit the beach, drop yeah. the little calliope upgrade spur on it, yeah. and not waste my my wet hole Shermans on being calliopes. Nice. Well, yeah. Do you really need that extra armor for an armored artillery unit? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yeah. Um, then we have some interesting uh, captured gun scenarios. Yeah, I, 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 I love British original artillery as, as, as a as I, a model, model opportunity. Yeah. I love it, but it makes me a little bit sad. Why? Be- because it makes the 105s even more redundant. Well, you give up time and target. As we uh, know. Yeah. So you, yeah, so you lose time and target. You gain the following ratings for essentially two and a half points a gun. Um, so you become confident. You're hit on threes. You are veteran skill, and essentially you turn your 105 millimeter field artillery battery into a, a German ten and a half centimeter. Yes, but it's not these that I'm overly concerned by because frankly, the 105 team. howitzers are like Germans aren't taking them, let alone American. What do you mean I can't have 25 pounders in late war? Did I leave them all to Brook or something? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So the next one is the 8.8 centimetre provisional field artillery battery. Yes. So 88. Uh, Captured flak 36. Oh, five points for two guns, 10 points for four guns. Yep. You can bombard 40 inches, sorry, 88 inches with anti-tank two firepower. Or you direct fire at rate of fire one and slow firing with... 40 inches, 80, 12, three up. <laughs> That's kind of nice. Uh, it's 10 it, points, though. How many points is a 105 battery? Uh, Standard 105. 14. I think, 12. I think it's 12 or 14, isn't it? 10 for 14. 10 for 4, sorry. 10 points. 105. 
105 for the field artillery battery yeah. is 10 points for four guns. Yeah, I think these are better. So it is, it will make them, if, uh, same, yeah, it's the same points. Yeah. It's a straight spot. For artillery, I, I, I'd rather have the artillery firepower 3 plus and firepower 4 plus. You don't get smoke as well. Yeah. So you lose time on target, you lose smoke, but you do gain. Pippa firepower. So you in, gain in the, why am I I'm scrolling up and down now through a book? <laughs> Uh, you... 80 12, isn't it? Both got turntables. Have you? 105 said it shouldn't have turntables. Oh, no, they are forward fire. I was looking at the wrong bit. I was looking at the unit rules there in the gun line. So you lose brutal, forward firing, and smoke. I'm fine with all of that. Really? Okay. Well, because you... Yeah, but the Americans have got so many mortars that you've got other sources of smoke for not many points. It does give you that 40-inch AT-12, which in late war is kind of suffering a bit. It is, but it's just another source of independent i quite like things that are, that don't require someone else to help them out okay so if you want some artillery in your in your um support section these are just self-sufficient they'll, they'll always be doing something yeah they are only halted rate of fire one though so they don't get the absolutely yep. yeah and they're easier to hit and, and all these other things so you know, i'm not saying they're perfect but i just think you know for four up firepower for a bombardment pretty good and the yeah, next ones are even better it's pretty good but you know you're not getting the time on target three up firepower anti tank three and bombardment as well for the 105s whereas only anti tank two for the 88s um, no, I, yeah. I, I get you saying Duncan it makes it more versatile to, to yeah. a degree as a, as a last ditch anti tank gun but there's enough anti tank in the American army I think my artillery can just pop away as artillery well I'm, I'm, I'm not even advocating that you take artillery to be honest I don't think it's yeah. probably worth spending the points you've got so many so many mortars and other things yeah. going on I think you, you don't really need that support but these just I don't know I just I looked at that and went oh no that's that's another nail in the 105's coffin I, I suppose I see where I, I see where coming from yeah um, so the next card is the same thing but it gives you the uh, flak 43 so it's the long 88mm so it's an extra point yes the, the pack 43 isn't it yeah so you get two of them for six points or four of them for 12 which you know ups the stats so 88 inch artillery range front firepower steel 48 inch direct fire only 80 13 only because basically if i haven't got any tank shells they're firing he shells at high oh velocity. okay that makes sense rate of fire one rate of fire one moving slow firing yep so the next one's quite interesting total air superiority that's that's the d-day book as well isn't it oh is it yeah i think so I totally read those. Um, so you get fighter interdiction. So your opponent's three points. Your, your opponent must roll a five plus for their aircraft to arrive instead of the usual four. Or if your opponent doesn't have any fighters and you want to do, you have fighters, you can use the card. You can discard the card before rolling. And that turn you get perfect timing, which means that your aircraft coming on three up instead of four up for that turn. But Eddie, how many... How how many, well, what do you get for... Um, that card should be... Those low, low points. Yeah. How many points is it? Three. <laughs> On top of a nine-point investment in uh, Thunderbolts. Yeah, it, it should yeah. be a point. I mean, yeah. point. although to be fair for fighters, who takes what German player takes fighters? No one. That's, that's it. It's anyway, moving on, moving on. Sticky bombs. Yep. Woo! Make sure the fuse is long enough. Don't don't go full saving Private Ryan and, and blow yourself up. Um, Bastogne parachute rifle platoons for two points gives them anti-tank three and firepower one up in assaults for one assault yeah yeah it's the whole unit it become you know if you have to it it becomes terrifying because they're hitting you on threes 
It is, but after the RPG-6 card came in for the Soviets, I always felt now that the gammon bombs are done wrong. They should done, They should all work like the RPG-6. Yes. So oh. you, you get each turn, but only two teams. It's limited, only two limited teams. teams. Yeah, probably. The, the other thing is you've got two bazookas usually in your the rough bazoons, and yeah, they can get sniped out, but this you might find this doesn't come up very often. Yeah, it, I think, it, if you've got the extra points. Oh, absolutely. It I'm does turn bad. from... This is not a great idea to assorting these guys is a terrible idea. I still think it should have been a point as well. Yeah. But it's not. Everything should be a point. Uh, Glider 37mm anti-tank gun platoon. I love this. For completeness. I love the thought (laughs) I love the fact you put it in for completeness. I'm not sure how. I mean, you'd have to be rewinding historical a bit to be doing it. uh... You're dropping all 57mm guns down to 37mm guns. Save half a point per gun. (laughs) Yep. Which is (laughs) nothing. And then you're hamstringing yourself with that atrocious stat line. <coughs> yeah, it's good for killing half tracks. I, I can't remember actually. For the paras, can you take four gun um, units? Uh, glider uh, three. You get three 57 mils for six points. Whereas this, you. Oh, no, okay. So you save a point per two gun. Yeah. But it doesn't say all part thereof. So if you've got no. a three gun platoon, do you save two points or do you just save the one? Save one point. Yeah. She said one point regardless then, so why even have that? I don't know. Okay, nice one. So you get an extra two inches to your tactical move. What, is this for the 37? Are you still lingering on the 37 mil card? <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, you well, you also get HE back. You do? So you, point, you get HE back, you've got an extra two inches on your tactical move, which can be quite good for getting inside armor shots against things, but then you are only 87. <laughs> I miss I what I miss is when you just take the ARP and sort the bazooka out to put the thirty seven meter back in the HQ. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. These days it just automatically assumes you want the bazooka, which nine times out of ten you did. But it's always kind of <laughs> I quite like having the thirty seven millimeter in because it gave you that extra um like you say an infantry gun basically. Well, I think I think the other thing is it does it gives you some low end AT that's really only good for killing recce and half tracks, so it stops your high end AT having to bother shooting at them. Yeah. yeah. Which is always, I always find that infuriating to an extent. Oh, I better kill these half tracks. Oh, good. Well, you know, tools for the job and all that. Well, exactly. Pack 43 is shooting at half tracks and pumas. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, or, or universal carriers, Mike. <laughs> Apex better. Oh, I hit all yeah. three of them. Oh, they're all bailed. Oh, they all remounted. Oh, now I'm dead. Um, tank telephones. I like that this is back. Hello. What's the noise today? Don't rub me over. Uh, I think it was in D-Day, yes. Yeah, it was in D-Day, yeah. Well, you, you're assuming that I read the D-Day. Come on, guys. <laughs> uh, so, same as in D-Day, then. If your unit leader is in two inches of a unit leader from a friendly infantry unit, then one tank in this unit may re-roll one failed to hit roll when targeting infantry or gun teams. So, single point for your veteran M4s or veteran M5s. Only veterans, though. No one else. Yeah. The new guys just put up with the phone ringing and they don't understand what it is. Um... I, I don't know what the... Yeah, great. One dice, re-roll. Um, interesting. 4.2-inch chemical mortars. Yep. Is it the same as D-Day, isn't it? It is the yep. same as D-Day, yep. There we go. Oh, see, yeah, I see. I read one card, at least. Uh, 291. 1st, 291st, Engineer Combat Platoon. Those damned engineers. This is cool. One-point formation cool. card. Yeah. Which gives you a Glider Rifle Company HQ. Yeah. Two to three engineer combat platoons from the engineer combat platoon card, which we haven't got over yet. A 0 to 1 Bastone Glider 1917 machine gun platoon, 0 to 1 Bastone Glider 57mm, 
and they're all pioneers. Yeah, just point out they're using the Bastone glider because it obviously gives you the confident veteran infantry with the extra motivation. That's why they, that's why they're using glider cars just so. But that's is that different to a stand that I can't remember because the the one in D Day on the command card was five stands or four stands. I mean, so the engineer combat platoon is fourteen points. Yeah, gives you five grands, three yep. bazookas, and yep. two HMGs. Which so is extra exactly bazookas. the same. No, it's exactly the same as the card from D-Day. Okay. Which okay. is, that's what I was trying to work out, is it, was it the same composition and it is, therefore, excellent, 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 okay. excellent you. you can, can, you have, you have more, can you have more than one title? Yes, you must be able to. You can't have more than one title. If you, basically, all the titles, I think titles mean if you play to a unit, it has to have all the same title cards. Okay, so the next one is the same 291st Combat Robot Platoon, Combat Battalion, Roadblock. So you have to, it says you have to take the damned engineer's card before you can take the roadblock card. Card in a mission with minefields, you may also field one anti-tank obstacle per two minefields and one barbed wire entanglement for each minefield. You may also exchange one minefield for four booby traps. Um, anti-tank obstacles are difficult terrain for all infantry teams moving within two inches of them, and they're impassable to gun and anti-tank teams. Ugh. Mm, that, card, that card is ten points. It is 10 points, but you do get quite a lot of stuff because you think about it. Most of the games, if it's 100 points, you get four minefields. Yeah. So that means you're going to get um, two anti-tank obstacles and you're going to get four barbed wire entanglements. Oh, you may also. Mm-hmm. I thought it replaced. Holy yeah. crap. And you can then exchange one of those minefields for four booby, booby traps, traps, which, which is, is basically ambushing minefields that only yes. affect one team. Yeah. Which you do because you've got, you've got four of them. Why wouldn't you? Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's got the three other minefields. Yeah, it's exactly, exactly. It's click back. So that gives, that gives you a ton of stuff. That I know it's yeah, it is 10 points, it is expensive. It's very situational, but if you're doing stances, you just defend, and I think a large chunk of the missions you'll you'll get trigger those requirements. Yep, that's pretty awesome. But if I see you put my opponents got in their army, then I will go defend just to force them to have a maneuver battle not to basically waste 10 points. <laughs> But yeah, if you're playing those those scenarios as well, I think the first two we discussed had minefields. Yeah. So that's going to be fun. That with fog. Yep. Which, you know, pans of awesome. Icy roads. Icy yeah. roads. Oh, good, good. Uh, M24 Chaffee Cavalry Tank Company. Mm-hmm. So formation yes. car. Doesn't cost you any extra points. You get a HQ of two Chaffees. You get two to three veteran Taffy platoons, zero to two M8 Greyhound or M5 Cavalry Recon Patrols. Yeah. You get zero to one Scott assault gun platoon yes but importantly two the number six, of scots two to mm-hmm. six m8 scott assault guns for two <gasps> yep i need more scots um <laughs> I, I like the fact it gives you an option um i think wayne was talking about this on the video actually that you don't have to take the chaffees with the the tank platoon in it you can take them with greyhound uh recce patrols or stuart recce patrols yeah and the scots you get the scots in the formation anyway but you just double down on the scots so you get twice as many potentially boom 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 boom, boom. which Six Scots for 12 points. Yummy. <coughs> I like nice. that. That is pretty nice. And I think like, it's thematic as well. It's nice if you don't want to have, you know, um, the access to that Sherman platoon information. Um, you want to go all chaffy. Then... You just have to buy a lot of chaffies. Uh, yeah. And you probably need to look at investing in some stewards as well for the yeah. cavalry troops. Very nice. Speaking of stewards, M5 Stuart Cavalry Tank Company. This is exactly the same thing, but with stewards instead. Nice. You then get a cavalry recon troop. Oh, yeah. God. 
So you get a, a HQ of two M8 Greyhounds for three points, three to nine M8 Greyhound Cavalry Recon Patrols. You then can take 0 to one veteran M5 Stewarts or veteran Chaffees as a platoon. And then you get the great the M8 Scots again at two points a tank. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. I mean, that's a lot of single mortar Jeeps. You really want to do that? Yeah. Then we get to the next one, which is quite interesting. £2,000 bomb load. So for a P-47, you dump the bombs and rockets. For a single point, you replace them with £2,000 bombs. Six-inch range, artillery template, anti-tank four with a two-up firepower. Yeah, that's great. It was in yep. DD book two. Yep. <laughs> yeah, all right. I get excited about it. <laughs> it's all decisive for the cake because here's the real gem. Here's, here's the Fez Resin Vetra, third armoured division spearhead. Okay, and the next card after that is? Nope, nope, that's it. <laughs> that's it, mate. This is it. So they've been fighting since Normandy. Cash is getting high. So yep. you drop the motivation to reluctant. The protected ammo remount goes to four plus. However, yep. you save three points per veteran M4 show platoon, two points per veteran M5 Stuart tank platoon, or assault guns or chaffees, and then one point per other unit. And the Pershings don't change. The Pershing Pershings do not change because they are Pershing guys or Super Pershing. Do you want them reluctant though? Yeah. Does it matter? It doesn't matter. They're reluctant. You just save the points. So in my list, I six, seven, eight, I save 10 points off my list. Yeah, that's quite a bit. That's dramatic. Oh, God. Is this the way you just throw Patlin as a card? This is what, well, Mike, this is what Mark was talking about, yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry, we'll come on to that in a bit, but sorry, I'd, I'd, I'd like a... What's the opposite of, like, a nightmare? But, like, in Premonition. Oh, God, really? Essentially that, yeah. Okay. I suspect you're going to see a lot of it in the tournaments, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next one nice is... The, I, I love it. I love my third armoured. That's what I've got my little tanker's jacket with a third armoured badge on it. Um, 761st Tank Battalion, the Black Panthers. So yeah. this gives you... One point per unit for your veteran M4 Shermans and makes them true veteran. True veteran. Yep. They lose Yankee ingenuity because they don't need it, and you can't have any Pershings though. I quite like this. I'd, I'd look at this card. I think it's nice. True veteran means you can assault more consistently. But I'm trying to think what else you use veteran. You know your skill text for. It's one hundred and five. Their one hundred and five batteries simply did not miss and ranged on a target in one round. Okay. So that gives you three. Your know, 105 armed Shermans are ranging on three plus. Okay. That's but always pretty tasty in the old in the old editions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these guys just spent most of war trait being like for um, punching bag for the other units. So if because the Americans had were doing that steepest segregation thing, black troops can't fight, so we'll keep them at home and they'll just be there to other units to train off. as well. And the man- manpower shortage really starts kicking in, so review that, pro- that review that, and um, decided Wilson, the guys at the front, and um, yeah, they're a bit, they're a bit good. Yeah, nice. Super trained. That's pretty cool. Uh, 761st Tank Battalion, Mosquito Fleet. Oh, I like this. This is oh. their light tanks, yeah. Oh no, God. Yeah. So all M24 Chaffee tanks, veteran Chaffees with veteran Stuart tanks. Yeah. HQ is particularly equipped with two M5 Stuarts for six points. Units of this formation have the following skill rating for plus one point per unit, so they're pure veteran as well. So it's Chaffees swapped out for Stuarts, a point extra, but they're all three plus. Yep. That is harsh, because obviously that then means you're assaulting on three plus with all those machine guns. So you drive up, tic-tac tactical, was it 12, uh, 10 inches? I think it's 12 for a Stuart. Can you... 
is sort if you go over 10? Or is that an old ball? Make it off. Uh, no, you can't sort if you go over 10. Yeah, so you tick tac tactical 10, open up with your 25 machine gun dice, pin the unit, and then assault them and kill the stands on 3+. plus. Yeah. With every platoon in your army. Yeah. Or you just get blown up by Panzer Faust and die and then fall back and then everything's horrendous. Veterancy will be my armour. Yeah. Um, and, and speed. Huge quantities of speed. Huge quantities of methamphetamine. Um, exactly. Oh, hello, GCHQ. Next one I don't have to worry about. It's just nothing. Um, <gasps> so after that, it's not a so, day, uh, To be fair, they're the same as uh, D-Day. Yeah, 2nd uh, Infantry Division, Indian Head. Well, the, the Thompson SMGs are, so you can, again, replace all your Garand rifles with uh, SMGs. Nice. It's a little bit pricey, yeah. um, but it's, it's still that, nice. Because Thompsons are really expensive compared to M1. Yeah. The, the other thing you can do, see again, so that's a build, that's not an upgrade, that's an, that's a build unit. Fine, okay. So you can take both of them on battle-weary rifle companies. Um, you can take the, the title card for that as well. Units in this formation have the following motivation racing for two points per battle-weary rifle platoon and one point for any other unit. They become confident. Oh. Which is nice. Good. I'm not sure if you want to double down on both of those because that's four points per unit, making them, was it, is it 13? I can't remember now, but it's... it's a fair old chunk of points and you get sort of getting up there again with the expensive but um, here we go about where your rifle platoon the standard one is yeah nine so nine thirty it goes to 13 points so it's like a 50 nearly 50 percent again of your basic cost i'm not i'm not sure i'm not sure it's a tough sell and i love the indian head but it's a tough sell i presume that you can take one without the other which is a bit weird though um are you forced to take both of them i don't think so so you could it's take smgs one... without the yeah, yeah one, vice versa so the second infantry division in particular fielded rifle with Thompson. Not to say that no one else did to do it. So you could, in theory, take that to represent a unit that had gone Thompson mad without being necessarily the Indian head division. Okay. The imaginatively named imaginatively named fourth infantry division Ivy. Um, basically, zero points lets you take M7 priests instead of one or five millimeter cannons in formation. Yeah. I quite like this. They might yeah, be the mechanised infantry for in the end. They just got fully like normal infantry, but they kept their priests. Yeah, I think it's a nice upgrade because, as we discussed last time, the priests are a little bit more pricey. Uh, sorry, not priests. The uh, cannon platoon is pricier yeah. in this particular book, so um, it allows you to to save a few points and get in still some decent 105s in. God, so many command cards, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like D Day. Just like D Day. Yeah, no worries. I'm not sure I am. Hickory. 30th Infantry Division, Old Hickory, uh, lets you become confident with the three-up last stand. Yeah. Battle-weary rifles. Uh, For three, three points per platoon, two points at other units. Pretty nice. Yep. Nice, nice. Sorry? No, no, I was agreeing. It's pretty nice. It's just expensive. Yeah, most things are. Nice, nice Infantry Division, Battle Babies, gives you uh, plus one point per unit for your D-Day American rifle company. Yeah. Yes. What? Because it's basically because it, um, obviously it sets their stats off different. So these guys are fresher troops, so not battle weary. They're um, so using D-Day rifles represent that. Oh, okay. Lee and I, I think we, we did we discuss this last time. We we've had a conversation about. It. I thought it was quite nice again that it was a, a hark back to using a different book for you know something to represent something that um, actually happened in history. Yeah. yeah. So you're not you're not using these for D-Day, but you're using the D-Day formation. Represent fresher troops in the bulge. Oh, I see. Okay, so you use that, yeah, that you those formations to represent the bulge. Units. Yes. Um, and then that leads into the 99th Infantry Battalion, separate Viking Battalion. Hey. Norwegian American and Norwegians trained in mountain um, with the 10th Mountain Division. Yep. 
Um, so they are Mountaineers, two points a unit. Again, it's for the, the rifle company from D-Day American and lets you go up mountains with a skill test. I always like that. I, I just like, this, this is going to bite someone at some point. I just terrain to gas which is pretty yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, 106th Infantry Division, Golden Lions. Uh, these guys, Battle Weary Rifle Company, um, but it basically drops them to trained and aggressive. Yeah. Um, saving a point for the HQ, two points for your rifle um, companies, and a point for other units. <coughs> it's the aggressive, I think, that, that really, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be seen. Oof, oof. Um, it makes them super cheap, but I don't know. Seven got, points. Yeah, it's, it's it's a little bit of flavour in there, I guess. If you want to run something a bit different. Mm-hmm. Second Ranger Battalion. Is this the same as D-Day or is this different? Pass. I must have had this one. Um, Ranger, a build for the Ranger Company from D-Day America. Um, oh, wait, no. It's, it's it's taking the Ranger Company from a D-Day America and making yep. them hit on fours. Yes. So you add a point, one point for a unit, two point, three points for a platoon, two points for the mortars. Okay, so you can basically have a hit on fours Ranger Battalion. Yeah, because normally they're aggressive, yep. yes. Yep. Then you've got the second division, Blindy, Chars de Combat. Yep, so we get the free French now. Woo! Uh, one point per unit gives them a three-up last stand for your veteran Sherman. And then you can nice. do the same for your infantry, which gives them a four-up last stand for battle-weary. Um, that is two points per armoured rifle platoon and one point for any other unit. It's pretty nice. Uh, first division, Zouaves. Zouaves? Yep. Zouaves? Zouaves. Zouaves, right. Portis with uh, battle-weary armoured rifle company. Makes them confident of a three-up counter-attack, trained with a three-up assault, and hit on threes. For yeah, that's a, a lot of changes. I'm not sure if it's how that works out, if that makes sense. One point per unit for your armoured rifle company. Yes, the battle we're in hit on threes. Not great, but they do... Three-up assault and counter-attack. They are not running yeah. away. I mean, as the flavour text says, these aggressive troops fought hard but took heavy losses. Yes, yes, you will. Um... Then you've got some um, 9th Infantry Division Colonial Troops, um, which is a battle-weary rifle company. Again, two points per year platoon, and it um, gives them fearless motivation, hit yes. on aggressive, three-up, trained skill, but a three-up assault value. But you cannot take Thompson SMG team. I think that's quite nice. Different? Fearless is good. Yes. Three-up assaults are good. Three-up assault is definitely good. Um, and then also the... Uh, yeah, just threes then you've got the first division of the french foreign legion battle weary rifle company again makes them confident three up last stand trained with three up assault uh however it's three points per rifle per two <laughs> pricey tasty yes. yeah. yeah although you're still hit on fours if you're battle weary yep. that's pretty good but, but you are it's the pinning that's going to hurt them you're only rallying on a four plus oh okay yeah so if you can get them there They'll, they'll punch someone quite hard, I think. They won't <laughs> run off, but get them there. Uh, then we have this, this is it Peyton? Is that how you say it? It's Peyton guy? Patreon. Pa- Peyton Lever. No. Peyton Lever. S. Patton Jr. Copyright Trademark. Warrior, four points. So, as most warriors, quite chunky. When a unit leader was in eight inches and line of sight of their formation commander, the unit passes rally or remount on two plus. Yes. So your third uh, armoured go... Each turn, each yeah, turn can you re-roll one failed die roll to receive reserves. Yep. It's like a, it's like the extra cherry on the top. It's the 
literally the the the, the fluffing that didn't need to be done. At least, at least he doesn't give the entire army spearhead. Because uh, that's what. He yeah, does. but he just gives a bubble of nope, of eight inch bubble of. <laughs> yeah, we're rallying and we're remounting and we're yeah, great. Oh, by the way, just say all those points with your um, spearhead, your third division spearhead. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. You'll take four rows back and lodge negate the, the yes. downside you just put in. Yeah. Well, he has to be up there, isn't he? The commander has to be within A. Yeah. What? It doesn't say what he is, though. So he's a US warrior. It, well, it just what basically means if, so you, you, your formation command, where units within eight inches of, of their formation commander. So a lot, there's, there's okay. no more, there's Sorry. no you know, like additional models anymore, but what it does is upgrade your formation commander, who you might model as being pattern or something like that. Sorry, I'm with you. Yep. I was trying to think because it doesn't tell you what he is on in the uh, bottom bit, if you like. It doesn't say yeah. what type of unit. Yeah, it is. upgrade your formation commander, isn't he? Uh, but yeah. for any any US force, so you can have pattern, you can have pattern leading that um, M8 Greyhound Scout Company. Yeah. But be fair, the old model used to ride around in the M20, so you know it's not. A... Well, you could have a battle weary rifle platoon. French Foreign Legion. I, I, <laughs> this card might be now. My my new uh, campaign to get removed. You think you're gonna see it? I th- I think you're gonna see it's it so much. Yeah. Look, the fact Mark's salivating about it tells you all you need to know about how it's got. Well, I just I just think it's if he's looking at it, then other tournament players are going to be doing the same thing. So I suspect we'll be seeing this car a lot in the tournament scene. I, I think it's the I think it's the was it Greyhound. Uh, card from d-day for the germans the equivalent yeah. of that because you it's that combination of saying I'll, re, I'll downgrade most of my stuff to take this saving on points in your example you saved seven points yeah so you're now invalidating that for a large proportion of those troops for four points that's your saving is net okay. it's just it just feels a bit i don't know it's a funny one and the, the re-roll thing for reserves like i said it's just gravy i mean that's quite a good ability just by itself yeah why, why, why get that as well yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah it's just like oh and by the way yeah if you if you do have unlucky enough to have some reserves here's a free re-roll so, so the next it's, it's, one yeah essentially three points because it could be lucky anyway carry on so next one is uh creighton Ab- abrams abrams which i'm quite interested in this when i saw this come up even though it's not third armored yeah three points Warrior formation for Invention M4 Sherman Lake Tank Company. The formation HQ unit uses the spearhead rule. So that's quite nice. Instantly, those three points you've made back because you don't need to buy a recce platoon anymore. Um, and then any unit whose unit leader is within six inches of the formation commander may attempt a second movement order after succeeding in its first movement order. Mm. The second movement order must be different from the first, which is Stormtrooper. Yes. So you, so you can go, right, formation HQ with a jumbo and an easy eight. <sighs> Again, I just... Or 76 mil, rather. You wouldn't use easy eights. But you can then sit there and go, I'm going to blitz, and then I'm going to shoot a stationary, and then I'm going to shoot a scoop. Thank you very much with my two jumbos and my five 76 mil Sherman. Yeah, it also makes that. the tank destroyers <laughs> feel less yep. unique. Although they... Yeah, yep. It's basically you get a five strong tank destroyer, 76 mil Sherman platoon. Yeah, for three points. On top of the fact that they, they've got a built in recce. Yeah. Or you can go, now we can blitz, shoot a stationary, and then shoot and scoot four inches forwards. And therefore, I've given my whole platoon of five 76 you know, I've saved five points because I've essentially got easy eights for this company. Yeah. Eh, maybe. Plus fear. All the Yeah, seems cheap. My, my days of banning, of banning um, warriors from 
my tournaments is certainly come to a middle, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Audie Murphy, four points um, for a battle-weary rifle platoon. In assault, the unit leader hits on a roll of a three-plus. Tanks that he hits will save using their top armour against his anti-tank rating of three, and it gives the unit a counter-attack, a counter-attack rating of three-plus. Let's just compare and contrast this for a second. So this is the same points as pattern. Yep. For a, a single platoon. hit on hit on threes, yeah. I might got a slightly better chance of knocking you out with my grenade. AT rating three, yep. And my two. unit's counter-attacking slightly better. Yep. Yeah, not some poor, poor Audi. Especially in version three, when he had the objective and you could basically turn the objective into an MG bunker. That was so awesome. Which was awesome. But, oh well. Maxwell Taylor. Bastone parachute rifle platoons and Bastone glider rifle platoons in this force may use the spearhead rule for five points. Uh, Why is Patton four points? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know. Is is spearhead that good? I'm just a bit. Why why is Maxwell five points and Patton is cheaper and does way more? I I don't know. I just think that one's a weird one. I don't, I don't, I think, unless it's a meta thing where, like, we value Spearhead distinctly less than somewhere else, because I just never seem to get too much bang out of it. Like, the, thing, the thing with Patton is, fine. now you can, you can compare that with Third Armoured and go, right, I'm reluctant with the worst remount. Yeah. Yep. I've only got one platoon of Uber Shermans. Doesn't matter. Then a remount on a 2+. Yeah. And, have and you met my friend the Pershing? Literally, I've spent one point extra to get that, because my third one platoon, you save the three points there. And I get to re-roll reserves as well. Oh, yeah, just, 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 you know, just because. Just because. Re- because reasons. Because of copyright. Maybe they have to like make up to the fact that they're using his name. The family are like, you have to do this. Are they using all of their names? Yeah, but patent, the patent estate's the one that went after WWPD, wasn't it? Yeah, but oh, so the patent estate is the the um, Disney of. Yep, of World okay. War Two uh, figures. Um, then we go into our Band of Brothers cards. So for those of you who have the amazing, awesome old scope, scope scopes, sculpts, um, you have Richard Winters. So he is obviously a warrior for the Bastogne Parachute Rifle Company. He is four points. So this is equal to pattern, old Dick Winters. I, I think now from now on, our ratings for things should be pattern. Pattern, on a scale of one to pattern, he is. Exactly. Pattern. Yeah. He's 5.2 million patterns, yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Um, Units in this formation pass rally rolls on a two plus. Nice. Yep, Any unit fine. in this formation whose line, whose unit leader is within eight inches and line of sight of the formation commander, may re-roll failed counter-attack, rally, remount, and last stand rolls. Yep. Could you not? You could do last stand anyway, right? Yeah, but it was six inches. I had to look this up. Oh. Normally it's oh, six. Right. So next- everyone, I really like this because the first clause in this is. Everyone in the formation gets this. Doesn't matter. You all get a rally of two plus, which is really good. Yeah. And then the second part of that of the reroll, having that slightly extended range, I think will always help. It's never going to be a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So. But and is also, it, is it just, as good as pattern? No, no, no. It's not as good as pattern. But <laughs> the other thing to consider is that it does say remount in there as well. So you will be able to use that for stuff that's in support. No, because it's not in the formation. Oh yeah, I was thinking because it's the HQ, you can use it for support. Oh, that sucks. What yeah, nice information that can remount from the Bastogne Rifle Company. Nothing. Because the cheap, yeah, cheaps are not armoured, are they? They're just standard cheaps. Yeah, that's another weird clause. So should it say army? Uh, I, I, 
I suspect it's more that they put Rima in they didn't need to. For completeness. The old GW thing. Yeah, we include this rule for completeness. What? <laughs> Why have you done that? It's really confusing. Please don't. Um, but yeah, he's really good. I don't think he's, he's not pattern. He's probably like three point or yeah. Two, yeah. so well, he's probably, he probably is a four point a four point card. Yeah. It's just a pattern is thrown off the scale here. It's a... Fourteen point card, yeah. It's got to be six. It's got to be six points. So then you get uh, Ronald Spears. Yep. Spears, get over here. Three points. Um, if the, I love this, it's such a cool one as well. If this formation commander is not in bulletproof cover, he may re-roll failed infantry <laughs> saves for each hit he takes. Um, this formation commander may be held in ambush at the start of the game. When you reveal ambushes, place the commander within six inches of any teams of a Bastain parachute rifle team and not within four inches of an enemy team. I watched that, the, bat- the Battle of Foy sequence the other day, uh, the whole thing of spears running through the centre of the town and then, and then running back after relaying the message. It's yeah, just, uh, I, I had, we watched it, um, Tacey said, I watched them all with me. I had to go, now this may seem silly, but the next bit, actually happen and she was just like wait okay wait they they're germans aren't they i was like yes those are germans he's running through the town (laughs) that's cool though i mean the the fact that you can you know technically ambush him so you can sit there with two objectives not deploy your re-rolls from your hq guy until you need him so when it's clear that you you know he's starting to go on one side or another platoon's about to run away you just pop him up right where he needs to be how many times you had your formation commander the wrong side of the board for the platoon that he needed? Uh, anything I'd say is you do ambushes after morale rolls. Okay. So you'd have to pop up the turn before you need him. Yeah, yeah once you work out where the situation developing, I absolutely agree with you, but you can't do it just to oh, okay. save that turn. You have to be, you have to think a turn ahead effect. Well, that's just like Spears then. Cool. Uh, Carl Lipton, two points. Any unit from this formation whose unit leader is within six inches of the formation commander passes rally rolls on a two plus why is this two points any unit from this formation is unit leader, is why is this two points this this is spears rule kind of but light right because uh, he gives rally two plus to everyone in the formation and then a eight inch bubble of re-roll this is giving everyone with six winters, the standard yeah. sorry winters yeah, yeah what why <laughs> winters light i just <laughs> uh, yeah I, i'm taking carwood lipton i didn't realize that these are all HQ formation teams, aren't they? Yeah, you, you're only having one. Oh. And they're all parachute rifle companies as well. None of them are glider guys. Well, so you can't even do that. Correct. I'm just saying, I, I appreciate that they're real people. You can't fudge where they served. But, well, um, Julian Cook was a Bastogne parachute rifle company. He's the next card. Which is the same as a, yeah. So for two points, any unit for this formation is unit leader within six inches of the formation commander passes tactics role on two plus. Yeah, and Julian Cook obviously is 80 seconds just away from You can shoot and scoot with your, uh, your Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, James Gavin, uh, Bastogne, yeah. the company, the three best, points. Best paratroopers. Yeah, 80 yeah. seconds again. After your opponent rolls to re- receive reserves, roll a die for each unit you still have in reserve. Or on each six, your opponent must ignore a successful die. Re- whoa, 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 whoa. Yep. After your opponent rolls to receive reserves, roll a die for each unit you still have in reserve. Correct. For each result of a six, your opponent must ignore a successful die result to receive reserves this turn. Yep. So normally your your intuition tells you to put as few units as possible into reserve. Yeah. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you put a load of crap in there that you, you don't, well, not crap because it's a parachute rifle company, but, you know, yep. lots of stuff. And then go, ah, your platoon that you think is coming on turn one. 
Yeah, it's not anymore. Well, it does say for each unit you still have in So you could take that um, M18 Task Force Alpha Force, buy your one point M20s, stick those in reserve, and have four units in reserve, roll four dice, and on a six plus, they have to ignore a successful die result. I, I just like the idea of someone going, oh, yes, my 40-point unit is now coming on. And you turn around and go, <laughs> nope. I mean, that is good, but it is not worth three points. <laughs> it's... it's, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't no, take, him any, take him anyway because what's going to happen is he, he's going to go off and take the nearest hill rather than the objective to be captured. Oh, that's fired. That's my hill. I mean, like it. I mean, that's like a, to me, that's like a one point card. I, yeah, I never because it's so situational. You've got to have reserves in the game anyway for it to come into effect, period. Maybe that's something we can do is just repoint the command card or just give them away. We'll just get rid of them. I, I really like them. I think they had a lot of flavour, but that's it, their flavour. The, 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 especially the Warriors, they're not really, I don't think, I'm not going to use the word, the B word. But um, I uh, I, I, I'm going to maintain the same position I've always maintained in Flames of War. The, warrior, the Warriors never need to exist in Flames of War. And yeah. they've, they've always been, generally, any benefit you might get from a flavour point of view is always outweighed by a detriment that you can guarantee World 2 will create. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Warriors really... The only one, the only ones I really like to see are things like the um, the Kurhi stuff for you know the fact that they had oh attack a homer sergeant yeah. that's the one yeah yeah that kind of thing because that's like yeah that represents the unit has a scattering of better quality you know people in these positions so therefore that particular function's better you know that one guy is not going to swing the battle on this massive massive front at least I think I'm quite happy to give up all those warriors to get both a proper task force alpha formation card. And Panzerfaust for the 82nd. I mean, oh, every, day, of, every, day, every day of the week. That's kind of what I was going for when I was saying can, could not the 76 mil HVP, uh, HVAP card not be one card. Because like, we know that the cards are limited by the, the number of cards that they can squeeze in that box. Yeah. So having two for what, like, ostensibly the same thing. Well, so when you when you run a pack of cards, you will have a set die of a set size of a set amount and anything that you run and print off of that set you know 52 whatever card size pack that you don't want to then put into that pack you'll have to have instructions to your factory to throw away you then also have to resize the box you're putting them in so from a practical point of view it is always more cost effective to print the same number of cards for each thing I, I, what you're, yeah, what I, you're I, saying is they're on the throw of the pattern cards. that's what i'm hearing <laughs> yeah, but this this is it. I think there's this there's a missed opportunity in the cards. Right. There's a lot. There's I think I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look at the number of warriors that usually happen. It feels like this is more warriors. They usually yeah. are. Uh, no, it seems about normal because uh, certainly bag, the Bagrash and Germans seem to have about the same number of warriors as this. I'd say. But also to be there's fair, eight. To, to to put you know there, there are things that you can always do better. But how much actual gameplay have they seen of the existing stuff in terms of you know? over the last two years to develop this book from, you know, how much actual playtesting are people now to do, how much of the actual misconstruction and that kind of thing. Oh, are you, are you, are you, are you talking about the, the global bastard? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just being like, well, maybe, you know, at the I, same I time, know. I've got a voice, about, got a voice in the back of my head saying they've always had this problem with the warriors. <laughs> well, I'm not even worried about the, I'm more worried that there was stuff that could have been included, but isn't because we've run out of room in the deck. Yeah, but then they can always go back and add it in. That's the that's the beauty of the, yeah. the card format and not having it but that, as books. 
they that can, person that has not been set yet, though. If it does come around and happen... They've, they've still got the main core line stuff to do. But once you hit the end of late war next year, what they're going to, you know, what is next in terms of keeping it interesting? And that's when you can go back and go, right, we're doing a mini card pack. You know, we're doing an add-on to D-Day American to, to do Market Garden. It's going to be his extra unit cards, extra command cards that you use alongside the existing stuff to tweak it enough that you've got, oh, and a couple of missions. In ter- you know, just like the mid-war paras. Okay. Yeah, hopefully, he says. Positive. It's potential, I have to see. Yeah, it's, it's definitely more potential than they used to have, where if it wasn't in the book, that was pretty much it, unless you've got a PDF list, maybe. But then the PDF list would always, you know, be just as hamstrung. Should we go into some Patreon questions? Yeah. Are we, not doing, um, are, we, are, we, are we skipping the um, Unis Army? Oh, no, do you want to do that next? What time is it? Uh, half ten. Half ten. I want, I want to do it. Let's, let's power on. I yes, want to yes. do it, yes. It's the first evening. Whatever. I've actually yeah. made some army lists. So, yeah, so right, it's <laughs> Eddie has done his homework. How? I have, and they're pretty good. Right, I so actually... you, mm-hmm. you and you's army. Yeah, I can do some You and you's army. So, Duncan, explain what we're doing with you and you's army today. Okay, so we, normally with you and his army, we've got a theme. Uh, we've done a pretty broad, broad theme this time around. It's bold. So, a bulge force for 100 points. That's more than likely using some of the new stuff. Yes. I think that's probably the overview for poor Ewan. <laughs> uh, well, lead us off, Duncan. Okay, so um, I I was a bit torn, actually. I wanted to do three different lists. So the uh, first one I would thought I would do was the uh, ARP, Battle-Weary ARP, because I really like that. I think it's a nice-looking uh, formation. It's pretty interesting, again, with all the half-tracks and stuff. Mm. Then, obviously, the tank destroyers came into the mix. I thought M18s would be good. Uh, but in the end, I did uh, I did kind of compromise and uh, settled on a uh, Chaffee um, company. Oh, nice. So I like, I, I like the Chaffees. I don't... I was a bit... It was a bit strange, actually, because the, the iterations I was going through, originally I started using the uh, non-veteran ones, and I was thinking, oh, these points are going quite a long way. Um, yes. <laughs> And then I went back and revised it. That it's not a lot of difference per platoon, but it's enough that when you start extrapolating it out over a force, it does add up pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I I also was thinking about economics of what I had and boxes. Mm-hmm. So I essentially would have gone out and got two boxes of chaffees. So my HQ is two chaffees. Uh, this is the veteran variant, obviously. Um, then the two core platoons are both four strong chaffee platoons. Um, then uh, I decided to go a bit crazy, and uh, the fifth, oh, sorry, the third platoon, you can have uh, M4 Stewarts, uh, sorry, M4 Shermans. So I got five M4 Shermans in there. Uh, I upgraded four of them to 76 uh, and one to Jumbo, and then I also then upgraded them further to have the uh, up armored M4 Sherman Lakes. Oh, right, okay. So that's 35 points of unit, but I think. <laughs> think it does it's gonna to have to do quite a lot in this list because the chaffees are a bit explodey and i think that's all <laughs> that, that was kind of the reason given in the upgrade as well is that i don't really need the speed the speed's being you know um provided by the chaffees so uh the the purpose of the shermans is to sort of loiter back um use the uh, um, better armor um and just you know occupy the heavy hitting stuff on the uh, opponent side um and then i included it's still in the formation uh, the Scott Assault Gun Platoon and the Armoured Mortars, because that's nine points of why wouldn't you? Um, yeah. Nice and, you know, gives a nice uh, variant on uh, artillery. Lots of flexibility there, including smoke. And then the last unit I included was M18s. So again, essentially more trophies. Uh, four of those. And I gave them the HVAP command card. So they're AT13. 
and that all rounds out 100 points. The only problem I have with it is there's no infantry. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not. It just makes me a bit, meh. Yeah. I don't know. Because that, and that formation is going to be all right because you've got the Scots and you've got the M4s in there and, and you've got the, the Shermans that are quite chunky. Mm-hmm. But the, I get the feeling Chaffees are probably going to evaporate quite quickly. The biggest shots. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was what I ran through. I thought 100 points. But again, the Chaffees like just seem to go. I, I originally had the third platoon as just uh, Chaffees again, not the Shermans, and then tried to squeeze in M18s and M10s, and you just you just can't do it. So um, it was quite tricky. You just run out of points so quickly. Yeah, I'll tell you the other problem I had. I'll tell you the other problem is I got yeah. to 94 or 95 points, and then went hunting for a unit to include, and I couldn't find one I liked. What Stuart Recky? Uh, but I don't need Recky. What do I need Recky for? For the Mortar. No, no, I need that. Um, so yeah, I just it was just a bit. Uh, it was weird because you don't need any artillery because you got the two information artillery units. I was thinking about potentially xylophones at one point. I was like, what am I going to do with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, never put them together. Stupid non-plastic xylophone. Um, <laughs> but but there's like it was weird. You kind of got to like yeah, ninety-five-ish points, and there was nothing. You can't take really your, short, your short stack um, infantry platoon. Yeah, you could. With with you know a downgraded um, rating or whatever command card to drop a couple of points off them. Most of the time you can't do that because they're titles, so they stick on formations. Oh, do they? Yeah, and this is the problem again with with, and I guess I'm I'm assuming there's a reason for that because you know they 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 must be uh you know wanting to take a whole formation of them. Yeah, but, but to stop you doing just what we're talking about and taking you know, yeah a fluffy awesome. thing in a just a point to squeeze the that's out of it exactly so um yeah it was just like i got you've had five points left and i was like i don't really want that or that or what do i put what do i do and then actually looking at the command cards there's 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 ones that you just look at and go well i can't use like tank telephones it's got no infantry so i was actually struggling for a bit it was a bit strange i I don't know if i've i don't remember doing that before i've got to like you know 99 or 98 points going what do i throw in now but not um yeah not at that level <laughs> but yeah I, I was quite happy with that i think that's quite a good list it's got a lot of maneuverability in it certainly um and I, i'm not falling into the trap of easy eights it's not a trap it's definitely a trap not a trap speaking of easy eights then i'll take over yeah. mm-hmm. so i've got my third armored and i wanted pershings and after playing against lee i decided to uh <laughs> take his advice and issue my pershings with sandbags <laughs> sandy bags Sandy bags. So it is a veteran Sherman HQ company with third armoured. So as for HQ, I've got a jumbo and a plain Jane vanilla 76 millimeter Sherman with third armoured. Takes a point off that. Thank you very much. And then I've got a platoon of four Shermans with a 75 mil jumbo. Both the jumbos are 75 mils. Um, 75 mil jumbo with three easy eights, which for third armour, that's a 25-point platoon. Thank you very much. And then my Pershings is four Pershings with sandbags, which is 43 points, which makes it a one-drop reserve unit. There you go. Yeah, buddy. On top of that, I've got three 81mm armoured half-trap mortars for two points. <laughs> and then a Super Pershing, which I have also added the sandbags to. Oh, my God. Really? I must have thought the world I'd sandbags to, but okay. Well, it... Traditionally, my super Pershing would be the one sat on an objective that would end up getting bum rushed by some weird platoon of reserves, and they'll just assault it, try and drive it off the objective. Oh, fair enough. All right, see so we go in there. Yeah. So it's front armor thirteen. Yep, yeah, but it's side of six. So having that five up save. Um, yeah. 
also because that the sandbags work in assault, right? Yes. Yeah. So you'll have the, you'll have both a sidearm of you know glance at glance at and the six. Yeah. If you fail that, you then have your five plus save. And then also, yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's the plan is to give it that. So that was a hundred points. I thought that's pretty good. But to be honest, I think Pershings are the trap. Pershings are the trap. I think Pershings are the trap. I think they are just not quite up there to be. You know, they're Panthers. They've got a good gun, but it's not a great gun. And it's just not quite good enough to fight, 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 um, face off against whatever's going to come out of the German Bagration book. Not Bagration, um, German Bulge book. So I did another list where I replaced the Pershings with more easy eights. With more Pershings. No, okay. This is my this is my amazing list of 100 points. So HQ, this is all third armoured, so it's all reluctant. HQ with a Jumbo 76 and an easy eight. A platoon of five Shermans with a Jumbo 76 and four easy eights. Another platoon of five Shermans with a Jumbo 76 and four easy eights. Three 81mm mortars, four chaffies, and the Stuart Recce platoon. Oh, okay. So that gives me the spearhead, gives me the extra mortar, and this being a Stuart Recce, I can then observe for either the 81mm mortars as well. <coughs> so I've got that little gambit going on. And all of those Shermans are still blitzing on a three plus, moving four inches, firing as, firing as if stationary. Obviously, the jumbos aren't, but they're there to take hits. And then um, tacticaling, sorry, blitzing four plus, tactical moving four inches, firing as if stationary with their AT12 main guns. And then as you shoot them back, I've got a jumbo to, to bounce the hits onto. The only problem I've got with that is figuring out what goes in reserve because at 33. <laughs> 33 points for the five Sherman platoons. It's going to be one of those, plus maybe the Chaffees. Right. Which means I've got 46 points in reserve. It's not the end of the world, but two platoons at least. But it does mean that I'm only deploying, essentially, five Shermans with the HQ2 Shermans, the 81 mil Waters and the Stuart Recce, which isn't enough to cover two objectives. Uh, it's, no, it's not. Yeah, tricky. <laughs> so, you, so the way around that is you put them in the middle. So, yeah, you know, the, the, between your two corner objectives... You can go one way or the other. You've got the mobility whilst maintaining your rate of fire and your ability to hit reasonably well on sixes against stuff that's concealed and hiding, whatever, rather than sevens. And you can save yeah. up the turn of fire. Yeah, they're just, they're pretty expensive, aren't they? The, the Pershings as well. I don't, it's 33 uh, points for five 76 mil arm Shermans, which, you know, two times out of three are going to be moving eight inches and shooting the stationary. Yeah. And the other thing is, you can move the, the the if you have easy eights in reserve, they can move four inches on the board and shoot as if stationary. That's pretty. Cool. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> it does feel very very teeny though. It, yeah, you've just got to get over it. It's 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 one of the. It really is because it's exactly the same as it was in version three. You've just got to go. Yep, yeah, you're gonna have loads of holes. That's great. I'm hit on fours. You're gonna miss half the time. The one shot you do get through, which would. You know, in return, my one shot I hit on your Panzer fours would normally obliterate you. I've got a jumbo to bounce it onto, so a three up. Oof. Yeah, yeah. I'm ignoring it. You know, or even then, front arm is seven, so at range I'm eight. You've got a Panzer four. Well, great, good for you. <laughs> I, you know, I've got a three up save. Yeah, I like those odds. Yeah, exactly. It really does. It, it you've just got to get used to the fact that you're playing high point tanks and not be stupid with them, and that's why the whole you know, I said before, in D-Day Shermans, if you're not moving, 
you're losing, you know, you're a shark, you've got to move. It's the same kind of thing. You've just got to be a little more careful with it. You want to get into that optimal position and then stay there until you've done enough damage that you can then hunt down what's left. And the whole thing with it is most of the time against Germans, you'll have those two tanks left to get the company break and they're hiding and they're shooting and scooting and moving. But the fact that you can move eight inches and still have the rate of fire to hit on fours, that it, it has won me so many games when it works. Yeah, it's a trap. It's not foolproof. Um, the two plus cross as well is just you can, you just got to think obviously the jumbos don't so you've got to think about that um, but often the jumbos you can just move 10 inches anyway and go round whatever you're trying to drive through so they often go yeah. round the wall because it doesn't make a difference to them whereas the, the easy eights are going across the wall because it's only four inches at a two plus cross and then banging off their two shots as if they're stationary okay. so, and then you've got chaffees as well which is fun chaffees are cool they are cool and that, you know, the fact that there's four of them in the starter set and there's four of them in my list is no coincidence. Is there four in the starter set? Oh, of course there is. Yeah, you never get a full platoon. Unless got a full platoon of the easy eight. They just saw some more 76 more jumbos, but other than that, I'll be all right. Are they a separate model? Yes, because they are a Sherman wearing a Sherman, as uh, Lee puts it. Yeah, but are they like a resin model or are they a plasticky? No, they're plastic now. Yeah, the only resin is your, your xylophones, mate. <sighs> <laughs> so, well, they had the plastic mold all CAD designed up, and I sent like several emails to Battlefront UK. And uh, just, I just feel duped. Yeah, yeah. No, I got them to throw it out. It took a lot. I had to pay for it out of my own money from the bin the mold. I've done my dues. I built those <laughs> stupid Panzer, the 21st Panzer things for Normandy, the Bielfire Werfers, which were bloody horrible. I just, I've done it. I want to do it again. No, you have to have more pain. More pain. At least the Yes. That, how does that help me? <laughs> That doesn't help me. That helps you. Get a plastic truck and then put the calliope on the back of the plastic truck. There you go. Well, that might work. It's not the, not exactly the same, but it's close enough, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> oh, dear. Lee, what did you make? So I also went chappies makers. It's a new thing. Everyone likes a new thing, right? Yeah. So, but I went for a slightly different flavour to um, Duncan. I'm not sure if mine's necessarily better, but... So originally, I, like him, I was going to go with Train. Eventually, I realised that Train was a trap and the veteran chaffees were at, where, where, where it was at. Yeah, I think, I think it's the difference at the top end is like 15 versus 19. Yeah, effectively, yeah. So um, you can get a tune of five trained ones for 15 points or a tune of four yeah. veteran ones for 15 points. Yeah. And like you, I then thought, well, this is actually something I want to do. So how am I going to do it? Well, buy two boxes and that gives me 10 tanks to distribute. Yep. So... <laughs> So I went for HQ or two, two platoons of four. I then went for the three M8 Scots because you know, artillery and the same with the three M481s because they're mandatory. If that slot's in your formation, it should be filled. Yep. I then went for a second formation. Ooh. I went for um, an M18 formation. So oh, I got, okay. my H- got my HQ or two M20s, two platoons of four M18s with HVAP ammo. Oh, so that gives yes. me, that's giving my high-end 80 tank you know, 13, uh, 13 point. Um, sorry, 80 tank 13. And a veteran security section to give me some spearhead. And then with the last 13, um, not 12 points I had, I bought a battle weary rifle platoon, gave him the extra bazooka, and gave him two light machine guns. Jeez, okay. So my reserve, for playing reserves, I think what I probably end up mostly doing is putting the, um, effectively the, M20, the M18 formation into reserve. So I'll start with the <laughs> Chaffees, the Scots, the, M- the 81s, and the infantry. And then have the M18s, the cigarette section, and that come on. Yeah. But I've obviously, I've got the option of obviously splitting that and going like Chaffees, HVAPs, and try and fill up, and HQ for the uh, Chaffees, maybe. 
Yeah, there was me saying I couldn't get a second formation in and the tank destroyers were really expensive and squeeze <laughs> one in. Yeah, they, they are, but I mean, with the HVAP, they're 18, they're 16 points normally. And in yeah. HVAP, that's 16, it's 18 points. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's doable. You can't do it with M, you can't do it with M36s or M10s, but you can do it with Hellcats. The, the other thing is you didn't have the Sherman platoon, did you? No, so I got no Shermans in that entire force. Yeah. This is the Book of Shermans, and I... And I Oh, I turn my news up at him. Yeah, but is it is it the Book of Shermans? I'm not sure it is. Well, yeah, kind of it. It's the Book of Easy Eights. I think D Day was the Book of Shermans. Yeah, I've said it. They are pretty good. D Day's the Book of M12s. No, it's not. <laughs> I was trying to remember what an M12 was then. I was there for a second. The well, you have to be very specific, don't you, in the American it's... Army? It's actually the ration tin. Yes, it's the Model 12 spoon. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we need to come up with a better system. Okay, off to answers then. All right, so from our yeah. patron supporters, Andrew Gravies. Gravies? There you go. Andrew Gravies asks, can you give a breakdown on British powers and how you'd like to run them effectively? And it is British powers specifically. Yeah, it was weird. I, I go air landing generally because I, I like the extra six pounders. Yes. Oh. Um, it's interesting. When DD came out, we did, we did do a few games from air landing. I haven't played with them since, really. Um I thought we need to go back and revisit each book and play the tournaments with the campaign through the back. Well, definitely. You, de- you definitely night fought against me, though. I remember that. That was yes. Pleasant. Yeah, that was that was that was that was interesting because first time I did night fight in version four as well. Um, yes, I, I reckon if you go do Paris, you got to go go if you get, get maximize your infantry. Yep. I wouldn't bother gammon bombs so much. I found they're a bit I, a bit of a point sink that you didn't necessarily need. Um, I think obviously six pounders and seventeen pounders are a good thing to throw in there as well. I think I think you came to the conclusion in our game that you need um, some toes. Certainly, you have at least one or two toes if you're going to be going forward. Yeah, just because you're running out of range. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, for a minute there, I was like, why a guided anti-tank? No, it's, true. It's the launch optical guided wire. Yeah, optically wire guided. Yes. Um, <laughs> I also think pairing it up with like a Sherman platoon is always a good idea. So it gives some mobile firepower with a firefly in there. And they were historically yeah. accurate because they did get into the bridgeheads very quickly. Yeah. Um, Afries are quite good. Are quite good punch as well. Centaur's a trap. I, I I like the centaur, but it is a trap. <laughs> it's it's twenty. It's twenty. It's so expensive. What it is. Have you painted the little um, compass rose on the turret? Of course. Rate? Good. Good. Um, yes. Yeah, so I I think air support. I was actually surprisingly underwhelmed by. And I I think where it's always a feature of my Paris in version three. Actually, I wouldn't probably bother with it too much in version four. No. Um, a little 65 minute pack out. It says they're, they're good backup to the mortars. Machine guns are good. Machine guns are very good, yeah, because they got their um, bombardment built in. Yeah, because I think you took even a, a short platoon of those. She's had two machine guns knocking around and they were quite irritating. Because of the again, harassment fire, yeah. Yeah, they can do that. And, and now they've got firepower six, so occasionally you can kill someone who's dug in, which we, as we found. Yes. You've know, got reroll hits and there's a firepower four up, the recce mortar. <laughs> no. Yeah. So I think if you, like I say, with, with Paris, maximise your formation and maybe have like a platoon of Shermans in support. Yeah. Yeah, your strength is your fighting platoons, isn't it? Yeah. So your main infantry platoons. And, and oh. your, your mobility through woodlands. Yep. Oh, do you always take the second piet? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Always, always maximise your piets. Yep. That's but don't go gammon bombs. Gammon bombs are a trap. Maybe if you are, have maybe one unit, for your, your, like your lead unit. But, yeah, um, two points each, aren't they? It's expensive. Like I say, now the RPG six card just makes them look even worse value now. So. 
So, uh, Darren Hart asks, uh, I imagine you've already told us about which cards you like the best. I'm assuming from... Um... Oh, I don't think we did. We told well, the page one, but... But in terms of his question, assume you're playing a German force in the interbook period, i.e. before Bolge German arrives, which card or card combination are you most concerned about facing with a D-Day German or D-Day Bagration list and why? Pattern. Well, pattern of third, third, third spearhead seems to be the combat yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm concerned about jumbos. They are not as good as they were. Uh, no, but you've only got you've got your high end AT is sat on the ground. Yeah. So it's but not you've mobile. Lost, you've lost a shot. Sorry, they've lost an armor point, and they don't have the jumbos lead the way rule. Yeah, but they're still good. They're still good, but they're not as good as they were. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So at the moment, you've got a lot of AT12, and Jumbos are just saying nope to things. And the fact that you're hit on fours now. Yeah, and that's veteran sees your armor, the occasional. Jumbos, I'm not saying they are good. They are good. But then, you know, they've been toned down from what they were. And they're worrying me still as a German Basically, player. Yeah, they, they, but then, like you say, that you know, they, that platoon soaks up a lot of points. And at the end of the day, they're still just Shermans. And you fail that three up, you're allocating the hits, fail the three up swap roll, and all of a sudden, you know, or, or make the jumbo an invalid target, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you're just obliterating Germans and the jumbo runs away. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's good. It's a thing to worry about. It's just weird. You know, it's, it's the same as it's the same dilemma that American players have been fighting against Tigers all this time. I only ever hit you, and when I do hit you, you've got really good armor. Well, I rebound a two plus. Yeah, rematch on two plus. I bailed you. Oh, I've had the firepower. Oh, you're back in. Oh no, now you're blitzing towards me and shooting me and then shooting, scooting away or towards me again. Oh god. Um, so yeah, but pattern's going to be. We'll see. We will. Um, other than that, though, there's nothing in there which is screams as broken the B word. No, but I think that we've moved away from certainly in the books stuff just being flat. You know, too good for the points. Yeah, which is um, good. It's a good. It's a good you know thing to have you've got lots of options you've got lots of different bits but nothing is really an auto include yeah exactly uh andrew gabri says what would you like to see in the announced and forthcoming warsaw pact book for team yankee oh that's a shift change uh so we have east germans poles and czechs any chance they introduce hungarians romanians or bulgarians into team yankee i like it i'm not sure they will do but i think we'll always but all it's going to do is just basically um Put all the Soviet stuff they should have into the list. Yes, yeah, um, right size them, isn't it? Is, is he going to make like, really stupid for buying all the previous card packs that are now to bid and buy a new book? Well, they shouldn't invalidate put card packs, but what you'll have is stuff like geckos will now be in East Germans, really not currently, and stuff like that. And, and there'll be East German points probably as well. Yeah, that'd be cool. So you'll have like your poles will have access to geckos, and they'll be really, really good at passing morale checks. Yeah, yeah. fearless geckos. Exactly. Grr. Um, we'll, I'd, I'd love to say Marine, but I don't think that's going to happen. Either. I'd love him to do po- yeah, po- Poli- Polish yeah, naval infantry or, Poli- or Polish airborne, but um, hovercrafts. It wasn't the thing about uh, hips and stuff, wasn't it? A while back. Oh, that mod- yeah, that was just going to be like a terrain piece model, basically. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe they introduced that. Or maybe I, I, I think that's being kept back for Wolverines because that seemed to. That yeah. If, you, if you've seen Red Dawn, it seems to imply that the Soviets will probably get their airborne at long last. We should, we should see. Chris Johnson asks two questions. Are you guys a fan of the T27 Xylophone rocket launcher battery? So, 
Yeah, he Building asked it. last episode, but I'm just winding them. Yeah, I'm dunking up. Building it? <laughs> that sounds a bit, no. <laughs> In terms of, uh, I've changed my mind on this. So I originally thought four guns for seven points is awesome. Now I'm thinking two guns for three points is actually better. You're saying they want to assemble four guns. <laughs> yep. Yes. But also, no, hear me, hear me out, because we always say that the pie plates are just a bit of a, um, a limiting factor. So you don't want to sink too many points. And if you've only got two xylophones, you've still got the same size template. You're not going to really dig stuff out. You're looking to suppress it. So yeah. actually, you only need to hit stuff. So re-rolling hits, yeah, it's a pain, but you only need to hit one thing out of a platoon to pin it. So if you're using it like a pin machine, you're you're saving the points on having the full-blown battery and then it becoming obsolescent after like turn three, for example. Yeah. And it, it still gives you that ability to go, right, okay, if you're going to cluster stuff, I am going to hit something and I am going to pin platoons all over the place. So you're going to have to spread out. So and you combine it with other artillery. Yeah, there is a part of me that thinks that salvo stuff actually does have a role in Bulger America. Because the salvo stuff allows you to suppress half the board whilst you focus your attempts on the other half. So you can, you know, and, and, and you're not as aggressive as you were in D-Day. You don't want to be. Up, you don't want to be right up in their grill straight away because then you lose your jumbo abilities. So you want to get into that nice sweet spot of being, you know, within within sixteen. So you're not getting plus one to hit, shooting and, and and moving around as you do. So you're not getting right up in there like you would do before, which means that salvo actually does the standoff range of salvo doesn't get in the way as much. The like, thing is, your forces are going to be smaller. Exactly. Which stuff's more expensive. So actually, yep. if you do want to pin down something on the other side of the board while you attack down one side, having a, a yeah a bigger template is better. Then, and then if you range it in, not so don't range over the centre of the platoon. Range off so the platoons will hit, but your big template covers the area they're going to run into if they need to go reinforce that other objective. Because then you'll repeat bombarding onto the guys in the open. They can't move out from underneath it in one turn. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. And the salvo gives you that option of doing that. So, you know, I, I haven't managed to squeeze the points to get my calliopes in yet, but I can see the calliopes replacing the 105s. Um, and then, you know, yeah. not not so much the xylophones. The xylophones are just a cheaper version. But I, having information calliopes, I think, would be better um, because then if they do, you know, repeat bombard enough and force the rerolls and actually dig out the infantry and get it crumbling, they can then push up and put pressure on it. Um, to actually capture the objective and have a survivability that the xylophones just will not. I'm I'm very interested in these four crocodiles now as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think there's a place for them. That, that, that's what Darren should be worried about: crocodiles. They have crocodile Shermans. More crocodile Shermans than were ever produced. Yep. Everywhere. Ridiculous. But yeah, I think um, I think there's a place for the rockets. I just I'm yeah. not. I mean, Chris, I'm not sure you want to send too many points into them. But yeah, the Calliope's also are essentially Shermans. So even if you don't bombard with them, they're still Shermans. So Chris then, goes, Chris then yeah. goes on to ask, not American Bulge related, when do you think we will expect to see King Tigers in future books? I just got my hands on a sealed box of the platoon of three metal resin cons, Konings Tiger, and I wish to use them. Uh, next book, yeah. 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 Bound to be in they're there. on the yeah. cover, so I imagine they'll be inside. Would well, that be Big the ultimate cock tease to actually just have it, have it on the cover then still, oh no, we're going to put it in Berlin, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, they can't. can't be, the trouble is they're going to be so expensive in the next book. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure they won't drop the front armour a little bit. And I, I'm not sure know. that might make the AT-13 more, more viable in terms mm. of the heat. Yeah. yeah, but what were they in, what were they in version 3? 15? 
15 for the Henshaw and 14 yeah. for the Porsche. Yeah, the only thing that could penetrate it was another King Tiger at point blank range. And even then, it would only glance from the front. Yeah. So, what are they going to do? Drop it one point? Maybe. But then also, things are a lot more maneuverable now because of the dash speeds involved. Because in version 3, no one ever dashed because you've got double the hits against you the next turn. It was ridiculous and suicide. Whereas now, I think you're going to see that sidearm is going to become the weak point because you have now sidearm at 8 versus, you know, with HVAP. Oh my God. And it's take 13 in the side. Your very expensive is going to disappear very quickly. I confidently predict. So, what are they at the moment? 10 points for a tiger? Oh, for normal tiger. Yeah. Normal tiger, yeah. I confidently predict 15 points. Okay. And I think probably platoons of one or more, maybe two or more. Yeah, they always were one or more. No, I think there'll be two or more this time. There's not many tanks that are one. Well, yeah. Label. King tigers and yag tigers are, are it because they are hen's teeth in comparison. Uh, okay. Scott Scott says, I think the stats for US tanks are generally accurate from what I've seen. However, the 90mm HVAP ammo was superior to the APCBC ammo from the KWK 43-L71 brackets, pack 43, close brackets, but was in short supply. Is there a command card to represent that ammo? don't think so. What's the question? The 90mm HVAP. No, I don't no. think they modeled the HVAP for the 90mm. Well, oh, the 90mm... No, 76mm, isn't it? Both of them. Yeah, yeah. So. A-Tank 14 is as good as it gets. So you thought that's something they could have included and then just done it... I wonder if they could have done it like a limited thing. Limited one. That might be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, one, one tank, yeah one tank in the Patinka firewood tank. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, then going on to Jacob asks what hope do german players have without their accompanying accompanying bulge book to face off against the capitalist devils and their super shermans hey, yeah well see we, we we did this where i had bag ration germans versus you and um i think it's doable Marmy wasn't terribly well optimized um i think if i'd gone for like panzer 470s rather than panthers obviously i'd squeeze more points in but i'll still give me your high-end anti-tank so yeah. i think i i think they'll be they'll do it I think all yeah. all all that but all the bowls jumpers we could do is I say adding the King Tigers, Volksturm. Volksgrenadiers. Yeah, Volksgrenadiers. Yeah, sorry, Volksgrenadiers. What I meant, yeah, not Volksturm. I think they're going to the bulge books. Are, the bulge American books going to make uh, defensive German players struggle because all of a sudden your defensive gun line of pack forties isn't doing as much as it was. Oh. As well as yeah, as well as you now you know you've got enough. They've got enough mobility. What? It will hopefully do is give the aggressive, the slightly more aggressive German lists. You're gonna have if they go with super Shermans, you're gonna have you know at least numerical equivalency, if not superiority, in certain things. Which what we found in our game, I, I was set, I had more um, platoons than you, didn't I, when we were doing the yep. setup? Now. And if you are aggressive in the right way, you can really put the pressure on and make that small elite German, uh, small elite American army really struggle, which. Is generally the way it kind of goes, especially with infantry lists. I think, I think an aggressive German infantry book is really going to make, um, you know, uh, American bulge super Sherman list struggle. Because if you go, I don't care about killing you because you're a jumbo. A jumbo at that point, that get to an infantryman is just the same as a normal Sherman. It's just mm-hmm. got machine guns at 75 mil. You know, you can push up on the other objective and maybe give them a bit of squeeze. We'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. Uh, Martin Turner asks, uh, the real question is, will Fez have actually read the command cards? Some of them, that's the answer nope. there. Uh, I read some of them, and some of them only half read. Um, and we and we definitely proved that you didn't read the D-Day ones. 
Yeah, no. Well, I did. I just forgot them all. All I care about, <laughs> all I care about is involved from D Day. Yeah, new information has pushed out old information. Yeah, it's just they're all just one big swirly mess. Um, he then goes to ask, is Richard Winters a total no brainer choice for Bastain parachute formations? Yes. Uh, no, but Patton is. I think Winters might be because the two plus rally anywhere on the table and a two plus last stand. No, it's, no. it's re roll. The first clause on that card is um, every all platoons in this formation get a, re, a rally two plus. Oh. And then you get a re-roll within eight instead of six. Did I say is he hating them? Yes. Maybe. I did. I forgot that. So I think it's I think it's not a no-brainer because it's four points and you're in a perilous, you're going to be struggling for points. Yeah. Because they are really expensive. Expensive. But he's definitely good. He's definitely very good. If you can get enough units to justify that two-plus rally as well. Yeah. I mean, just well, means you're yeah, always doing stuff. It's really... Bastogne, their last standing on a two-plus, but the rally, the rally really does help them in terms of doing something. It just means that you're always doing something every turn. Yeah. You know, it's not a guarantee, but it's near as damn it. And I mean, anyone with an eight of him, two plus with a re-roll. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess the it, failed counter... Well, that's a counter... You re-roll counter-attack anyway. I, I guess it's just the extra eight inches. It's the eight inches, yeah. yeah. It took me a, about 15 minutes of working out exactly what the point of it was. And it's the fact that it's just an, an increase from six to eight. So you've got a 25% larger um, yeah. area of effect, which... Eh, it's, it's good. It's nice. The, the remount is the bit that I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand that. Unless it was future-proofing. It's supposed to be the, any unit from this army. Formation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, any unit from this force rather than formation. Force. Yeah. But I, and I don't think that would have been broken either. Cause... At Phil Yates. That makes the 4-plus worth it because then you can go, right, which he's there. Yeah, you get sorted. The tanks can, you know. The tanks are remounting with a re-roll it's only as well. two inch, It's basically a 2-inch increase to his re-roll, isn't it? Yeah, because he'll be doing it. He'll be doing it for um. That's good for support stuff. Support stuff will just be on a six rather than an eight. Yep. So he'll still be able to do it. Yeah, because he's a formation commander. But it, it it reads as if they intended him to be able to do that to everyone within eight. That's a weird one. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I can't tell you why that is. And the last question is from Ben Corsair Manipal Davy. Um, yep. He says, "Do you think the Paralyst needs more Corsair Titan?" No. No. Uh, it says, do you think the Paralyst is much better than the D-Day list? No. Oh, oh, that was quick. Uh, well, I'm looking at the, the only difference is they gain a two-up last stand over yeah, compared the points. Fearless, <laughs> and, and they get an extra, and that costs most of the big platoons an extra point. And Paris already, American Paris already expensive. I, I just don't see enough margin for being super fearless for that extra. This last stand, if it was a two-plus rally. Yeah. Yeah. You'd see, you know, I, yeah. Cause, you go. Because yeah. I've got last platoons. I don't need last stand. If I if I'm on last stand, it's all gone horribly wrong anyway. Yeah, I've not got an effective force. But then that can really that could swing the game for you. You know, in terms of saving a company break to capture the objective. Obviously, at that point, you're not going to be winning the game. You know, eight one or whatever. <laughs> but if you looked at the, um, have you looked to the support stuff? Do you pay a tax on that as well? I I must admit, I didn't look at it to work out. That. No, I, no, I, I, so. I should, I should have done that because normally you mean that's... The, the, the mortars and the 75 mils. Yeah. No, you don't. So, so essentially same. you pay the tax in your core for core platoons and then the support stuff gets is the same price and Just gets, gets the better, free. and gets the better last stand. Okay, good. Okay. That's how it should be. Cause yeah, sometimes so you, you find that with the, the platoon, uh, 
the core platoons get a benefit and then yeah the, yeah the support stuff kind of gets dragged into that and, and, and ends up paying something you can't really core, use and it's only the parachute rifle platoons they cost one extra point each and that basically gives the whole formation last stand of two plus yeah but then then you go oh actually that's pretty good for my gun teams you know you can sit there and go well maybe i will take like a two howitzer unit you know because nothing's nothing's gonna you know it gives you airborne jeeps a four up last stand because there were fives before he says scrolling because they're recce oh no they're the same sorry your, your, your jeeps are still fours both forces i don't know i mean i think i don't think they're discernibly better i don't think they're discernibly worse i think yeah you pay a small premium to get a small advantage yeah how often that advantage is going to come up well your yeah your experience will differ yeah i think ironically the the, the advantage will come up in the team that the, the the non-parachute rifle platoons, which are where you're paying for the points. But, oh, nice. That's cool. a bit, eh? was, that uh, the, was that the last officer answers? That's the last what? officer answers. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, not ever, but... Oh, yeah. It might be. Who knows? <gasps> so, events, just to remind you, we've got Salute 2021, getting very, very soon, which is the 13th of November. Um, I'll be there. Uh, Warfare 2021, which is, oh, gosh, a month and a bit away. Ascot Racecourse, 27th, 28th of November. And then obviously that deck goes forth our midway desert game in february 2022 wasn't there another bunch up one as well there was but it's in like it's next weekend so by the time we get this heading out it'll be um yeah it'll be done cool you have like two two days worth of relevancy for them to go oh I went, oh no wait that's more relevancy than i usually have yeah exactly. <laughs> should we shoot scoot and shoot then we shall um totally gonna be a three plus because we're all veteran americans yeah Tactics, Yankee ingenuity. Yeah, Yankee ingenuity. Yeah, so today's dice, I have no idea what it is. It's like almost like a little black cauldron with a red um, red ball's head on it. I guess oh, it's right. another, custom, another custom dice. But uh, what's ball? Is there an American unit that's got balls on? I can't remember off the top of my head. Nuts! Three up. Power that's three up. It's a five! There, there we go. go. We'd have done it if we were relaxing. <laughs> the Armored Train Recommend podcast you've been listening to is Shoot Escape, the Flames of War podcast from the team of Breakthrough Assault at Code UK. It's brought to you by support from Battlefront Hobbies, Dice of War, and the George S. Patton Jr. Estate. Ages since I've seen Patton. Do you want to know a secret? I've never watched it. Well, it's not a great film, so I'm not going to hold it against you. No, I know. He ran out of the fuel. Was he? What, what was that? That sounded like a Sesame Street character. The Germans. We ran out of the fuel. <laughs> Germans from where? We would have won, but we, from the Patton film. We would have won, but we ran out of fuel. Scheiser. What? Won what? Antwerp. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations on taking Antwerp. Oh, no, wait. Isn't there a whole thing about the fact that Antwerp is a landlocked port and there's the whole Schwabs that they could armor? Oh, no, this is not going well.
We haven't thought yeah. this one through. Who, who didn't open the map fully? Yep. Come on. Well, be fair, it's the same mistake the Brits make with the 11th Armoured storm across, get into Antwerp, and then when they haven't done that, goes, what about the rest of it? goes, oh, that's right, we'll, we'll do it later. Um, yeah, yeah, that's just tomorrow problem. That's a problem for tomorrow hands. <laughs> tomorrow hands, future yeah. hands. Today's hands is just caring about getting across the uh, to the fuel supply. No, so no, no map 11th Armoured had actually shows a massive canal running running through Antwerp that actually was good. That caused a massive issue, try. Really? Yeah, apparently they got there. It's a massive surprise to find this canal. So you've been a bit. It's not like the Low Countries are known for canals and dikes and things like that either, is 